Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. It's that time of the week again, the Rugby League rant, fifth and last. Put on your headgear, chuck in your mouth guard and get ready for an hour of nothing but NRL talk. We're back again for another episode of the fifth and last NRL podcast, kicking off with our fast five highlight, low light, best player of the round, worst player of the round, and some sort of a question or discussion topic for the week. So, Brock, what was your highlight? Easy for me. Uh, the Titans upsetting the Bulldogs last night, went out to the game, um, sat by myself, got heckled all night by Bulldogs fans, but uh, we got the result in the end, which was um, nice to see a tough win by the Titans. Well, I was a big fan of the $5.50 odds. I only put a tenner on it, but it's always nice to get a nice return on a small investment. Highlight for me, uh, Jared Hayne back after a long layoff and a Padamata seal. Mm. Uh, you know, it wasn't... A Ending flash. a 10-gamer. It was a bit like watching park footy, try for try. Oh, that was the worst game I've ever seen. I actually the worst game I've ever seen. I liked it. I enjoyed the oh, shootout. Christ. It was a scrap fest, but uh, yeah. Sitting at the game, trying not to fall asleep. Some very loose football, but good to see Jared Hayne back. But uh, what about your low light? Uh, Sammy Burgess's ball bag grab <laughs> that was number one on the list and then the uh, cannonball tackle I think it was from McCulloch on uh, uh, Trent Merrin mm. um, ordinary very very ordinary and then as we just said that game on Friday night wow that was just a stink fest I, I've, <laughs> I've never seen a game as bad it was it was terrible I loved it they, they were in slow motion the players were running <laughs> it, in slow motion I know but it was so ghetto it was, it was terrible so ghetto that I enjoyed it but yeah. uh, for me it's just all the injuries you've, you've just mentioned it the, the Merrin one and now Dugan with the broken thumb we're already missing Barber Sutton G.I. Cassiano got hurt again last night. Justin Hodges, you've just said. Boyd caught in his ankle. Eastwood. Uh, Watmow. It's just, the oh, mm. list goes on and on. And uh, a lot from decent teams are going to be contesting the finals. So. Yeah. Well, and then you look at other players who have been out for extended periods of time um, throughout the year. There's you know, there's several. Lewis and Gallon, obviously. Idris. Um, it's been an, probably an injury-riddled year, that's for sure. It's all your rep players, so there's nothing new there. But uh, what about your best of the round? Um, my best, I had. I couldn't split two. I thought David Mead last night was sensational. I, I've got no idea how he didn't win the Man of the Match award on Fox last night. Uh, and the other was Anthony Milford in a losing side on Saturday night. Unbelievable. Um, the stats he put up, uh, ridiculous. Yeah, you want to talk about stats and... Uh... My obsession with front rowers continues. Andrew Fafita yep. had 30 runs in a game of football <laughs> yeah. for, 200, the prison. for 215 metres, for six offloads, 10 tackle busts, a try, and he still managed to put 25 tackles in on yeah. that. Those numbers are ridiculous. People struggle to have 10 carries in a game. The bloke took 30. Well, that's why he should have started in origin. Well, I'll tell you what, he, he's, that, yeah. he's playing for Australia. There's he no doubt be. about that. And uh, I don't care what Blake Ferguson's done after what he did the other night. He was he, he's playing for Australia too. If Justin Hodges is down, you're not playing Morris or anyone else. Blake, no. I don't care what Blake Ferguson's done. He's, we're taking his prison attitude over to the World Cup with us. Yeah. For sure. So, Inglis and Ferguson. Inglis and Ferguson. Not, Ingl- Ma- not Inglis and Jennings? 
Nah, not James either. Stuff that. Imagine James having imagine born? having Ferguson running at you. I can I can pick Ferguson for I Australia because he's a grub. Well, I'm all about prison rules. I say we take the most prison side we can get, put Fafita in, <laughs> put Papali in, put all the prison players in. We'll just go over there and shower everyone in the World Cup. McCullough. Yeah. Uh, what about your worst of the round? Worst player? Well, going to that game on Friday night. Oh, here we go. Benji Marshall and Braith and Astor are the worst two halves in the NRL. <laughs> they can't pass. They can't kick. They can't catch. They were just doing the same shit, block, block, play. Like, it was just ridiculous. Bra- I feel sorry for Braith and Astor because I think he actually tries. Benji Marshall, he's on a holiday. He might as well be in bloody Bacatane or wherever he's from now because his mind isn't in the game. It's pathetic. It was- and I hate it how... Channel 9 interviewed him after the game. Yeah. What did they say to him? God knows. How does it feel to suck the bag? Like, I usually they have just, on mute when someone speaks. They, but, um, they just, it, they're making it okay because they still give him the publicity that he got when he was playing good. Yeah, I'll tell you what, it'll be a different story this week after the little YouTube announcement that everyone's not too happy about yeah. in well, a, a jersey. And I can't believe there hasn't been a fine handed out yet. No, that's really He's promoting another code, wearing the other jersey. I don't care if he's got four weeks to go on his leave. His contract runs out. He's oh. wearing another team's jersey before he's done with different sponsors and a completely different code. Yeah, Something has to be done. And if it is Martin Tauber, how everyone's been saying about his manager, I'm with Brian Fletcher from last night. He's a grown man. He knows exactly what he's doing. Yeah. He could have advised against that what his manager said. You've got your own entity, but to the pair of them, run into each other. Yeah. But uh, worse for me, it was the two Reynolds. Josh Reynolds and Adam Reynolds. I've been a big fan all year, but I thought Adam Reynolds on Friday, uh, he looked a little frustrated. Yep. I know they didn't really have the best of starts to the game and they backpedaled. He did end up setting up a try and he, his kicking game wasn't too bad in the end, but I just, I don't know. He, he's they looked, needed more out of him. The last few weeks he's looked frustrated. I thought Luke Keery was dominant and that's saying something because he only just got his first start. Uh, and Josh Reynolds last night was just an absolute non-figure mm. for the whole game besides the lucky try that hit him on the chest. Yep. And then Inu threw that one to him and he ran and it was just frustrating because I felt sorry for Trent Hodkinson I felt he, he shouldered all the responsibility last night everything was on the left side Reynolds was standing in behind the ruck he just looked like a complete and utter passenger and I, yeah. I was just disappointed because he's usually so energetic and so buzzed up and I just expected more well, it, it, well I took out of last night's game the uh, if you play the Bulldogs in yardage you win you do because they just you take hit that, because it, and as soon as you give the dogs a ball down uh, in your red area and you're defending your line, they're very hard to defend. Yeah. That's what I took out of it. Um, the Titans just completed last night. If they were just throwing inside ball, up the middle of the ruck, hit up, scoots, middle of the ruck, uh, kick long. Yeah. That's all they were doing. It um, and, and it worked. Well, I'll tell you what, I hope if Cassiano and Barber are out, they're not going to be a threat. Because they're two... Well, if they're out long term... They're two, yeah. two of their bigger X factors in that link play last year that made them so deadly, and both of them at the moment aren't there. And I think it showed last night what happens without both. It was just very basic one-up football. Yeah. Hoping for a miracle break, and Inu made it out of dummy half. It was a bit of a Hodges-type play, but... Yeah, uh, all right. We'll talk to them. We'll talk about them in the reviews, but... Yeah. The question and discussion topics for this week, we didn't really have a specific one. There's a couple of things, obviously, that have come up. The Kenanbore... Uh, it's reared its ugly head again. Mm. Uh, the injury toll, you're going to chuck one out during the week about the injuries. Is there any way we can control it? Uh, is it origin? Is yep. it the rep plays? Is it the style of tackle? Is it all the bloody weight training? Because everyone's just you know three times the size of what they used to be. And uh, referees, we obviously had some di- indifferent performances over the weekend. We yep. had a, a fair few video reviews again with some pretty obvious tries. And then we had a 23 penalty game last night with 16 penalties in the first half. So... Uh, mm. There's a few question topics to be put up this week, so we'll leave that in your hands and we'll chuck a few of our own up and uh, we'll see how we go. But for now, we'll jump into the reviews of the matches from the weekend. 
for all the latest rugby league gear, head into Leagues and Legends, now based at Shell Harbour, Mount Druitt Westfield and Campbelltown Mall Store. Or check them out online at www.nrlstore.com.au. Fifth and last listeners, you can receive free delivery on any 2013 adult NRL jersey. Be quick, jersey selling fast. Remember, www.nrlstore.com.au. Leagues and Legends. Alrighty, reviews from the weekend. Friday night, kicking off the storm, 26-8, doing the business on South Sydney. Uh, Inglis obviously didn't play. Sutton didn't play, but uh, I think you, what you read out of this one, or what I read out of it, everyone's probably going to whinge and complain and moan, and everyone said again that Melbourne got the rub of the green and this and that and blah, blah, blah. South's made easy metres. Uh, they had plenty of chances, but they couldn't convert. And I know you probably put those two plays in, it makes a difference, but... I thought Melbourne had minimal opportunities, but every time they got a chance, they took them. So mm. I thought Melbourne were ordinary. I thought they, they made were a, ordinary. a heap of errors. Um, they just kept kept shooting themselves in the foot. Uh, as you said, South had heaps of chances, but just couldn't convert. Um, it just highlights the class of Melbourne. Imagine when they when they complete over eighty percent, mm. and everyone's fit and firing. Look out! Because, they, they uh, made I, I think you add those players in for South doesn't mean anything. Yeah, well, the they would have had they would have had more punch and attack with Inglis. Mm-hmm. Definitely, he may have got them another try, maybe two tries, but you still get beat by twelve. For everybody as well that's going on about oh, what about Sutton? How about we've got Brett Finch, not Gareth. We've got Brett Widdop, Finch, no Widdop. Gareth Widdop was absolutely, you know, he, he had a little lull there after he signed his deal with the Dragons, but once he got his head back on, his last four weeks before his hip popped out, yeah, and prior to that, he's been outstanding. And uh, you know, Brett Finch summed himself up. We had a second tackle turnover. He had about four outside options to hit short, long, uh, over the top, or hit Hoffman off his hip. He kicked the ball up Hoffman's ass. Yeah. When he had five options, so uh, for anyone who's whinging about missing John Sutton, I'd happily take yeah, put things in perspective. De- definitely take uh, Luke Gareth Kiri, Widdop back. You know, I'll take Luke Keary. I'll take Reynolds. I'll bloody take one of your reserve halves over Brett Finch. Yeah, exactly. You know, but uh, you know, it, it was. I thought it was a pretty poor game by both. Thirteen errors by Melbourne, ten by Souths. It seemed uh, like more than that when I was watching it for yeah, Melbourne. Well, I think so too, but just little things. Melbourne popped six more offloads, a couple more line breaks, penalties and missed tackles. Pretty much dead even, but uh, I think we hit it on the head before. They made easy metres, Souths, but once you get into Melbourne's red zone, you need to be good enough. They're one of the better teams in the comp. Uh, defending off their own line, they make you execute every pass, every kick, yeah. every play. and they well, That's got... why they're the best in the comp. That's why they're going to be the hardest to beat come semis time, because... Well, they, they've got the philosophy that if you save tries, they're as good as scoring tries. And it's, well, it's forced, a great philosophy. They forced a try, too, when they yeah. barreled Farrell. That's right. You know? so yeah. People will sit there and go, Score that's, tries that's, with a your defense. that's not a fluke. He's tried to be dumb enough to pop that ball out. Yeah. Uh, when he was getting pushed back in, he should have just settled for the, the, the dropout. Yeah. And uh, Bromwich, I can't believe he even saw it. That was great awareness to, to pop well, up. I think Melbourne are the only NFL-minded style team in, in the NRL. That they want to score points with their D. Well, and and that, that's half the game in the NFL. I mean, you, uh, you obviously can score points with your with your D, but I think a lot of teams um, in the NRL just defense is something they've just got to get through. We'll just get through it when we get the yeah, ball back. We'll get we'll the focus ball back. on on our attack. Where Melbourne attack you at both sides of the footy, well, which, is, you, which is great philosophy to have. The other thing that was highlighted again was just the fucking, the tactics of Craig Bellamy because he knows Matt King inside out. They went to Matt King twice yeah. on that play where they got to draw him in to try and get the centre. Once uh, his own centre had come in and twice, Billy Slater, Zing on the chest, Justin O'Neill once, uh, CC Walker the other time. 
just just little things like that, you know. It was no different to a couple of weeks ago when we were speaking about Ngani Lamape being the target of that Melbourne scrum play. Mm. And they pulled his pants down three times. Unfortunately, Justin O'Neill ruined two of them. Yeah. But uh, the other one was a try. But uh, Craig Bellamy, just little little instances like that you look at and you don't think too much of it. But from uh, someone especially that supports them, I'm just amazed mm. week to week what he comes up with. But I thought both teams were very poor. They're both going to be dangerous coming in on the run home. I'm happy, for, like I said, from a Melbourne point of view because they were still a lot of pressure. Yeah, uh, I don't know about the, the old squirrel grip <laughs> from Sammy Boy. Whoa. He's taken the early guilty plea today, so two weeks he's going to miss. He would have only got a week, but I think if he uh, if he didn't have a prior charge. Is that right? No, he, if he fought it, he wouldn't have got any more than two regardless. So okay. he could have taken the fight regardless. Yeah, of but taking... I think a lot of his points were carryover points or um, loading points. Well, at the I same think the charge time, itself was only a one-week charge. I didn't read it before, but I think I seen an article and uh, he had his own little press statement, so he might watch that in between one of our next segments and see yeah. what he had to say for himself. But uh, he wasn't too keen to fight it, so he's just copped the two weeks. Yeah, well, it was a stupid thing to do. I, I don't know whether he actually... Not that he meant to do it, but... No, I, don't I, I don't... I think he may have just gone to grab and accidentally grabbed there. I, like, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. It didn't look intentional to me. Uh, I'll throw it out there. I, I didn't think it was intentional. It was dirty and it was grubby. Um, but I, I sort of got the impression that as soon as he grabbed there, he thought, oh, shit, and, and sort of let go. Well, but, I, I thought he was out of anger. He did a few stupid things. Yeah, uh, oh, he was frustrated. He, he caught Billy in the back of the head at one point there. It, it didn't get penalised. Him enough. and Hoffman were having a bit of a running battle and, yeah, as well. Yeah, and he tried to fight Hoffman. He was very frustrated. So, mm. uh, you know, I, I would be too. They haven't beaten Melbourne. That was 11 in a row. Yeah. Like the last 11, and they've lost now, I think. That's uh, eight, one down that's eight of 11 that have been over 10 points. So. Yeah. Uh, they've definitely got their number. They're going to be in the finals in a couple of weeks' well, the time. the top four's done. There's yeah. now a five-point gap, isn't there's there? No, there's no difference. It's only who's going to get the home finals. Yeah. So they're, they're safe as a bank, but uh, they're just going to have to get their players back on board. They're, they're thinking about playing English this week. I've got to put this to you. I wouldn't play them. No, well, not especially not now. That There's a five-point gap, and oh. uh, Souths are only two points off the Roosters. Mm. You, you probably... I mean, you're going to put all your chips on, in the table and and go to ANZ last round and play the Roosters for the minor premiership. But I think for South Sydney, the minor premiership shouldn't be what they're focused nah, on this season. Minor premiership's good. Should be winning the comp. I think for the Roosters, minor premiership's a big thing. That'd be a big achievement for East. Well, um, after the year they had last yeah, year. Yeah, definitely. But um, I, I think there's different priorities for those two clubs. And I think if I'm Michael Maguire, if there's any any inkling that Inglis isn't 100%, you don't play him. I'm not even caring that they have NRL facilities all around the clock, physio, whatnot. The recovery time is still set down for a couple of weeks. Yeah. So I don't know why you'd risk your prize asset who's still in strapping and only just done a full week of well, Especially if he then goes just and leave him as a, a reoccurs. Well, I can tell you from doing it, like the scar tissue, it's instantly easy when someone tells you six weeks or four weeks, you're right to go. Yeah. It only takes something very small to retear. Yeah. So he's better off taking the extra week or two. Yeah, Nothing's going to change. If they, unless they want the home final badly, well, then I might pull up the handbrake. Oh, they're going to get a home final. But, uh, you know, as far as uh, this week is concerned, they're going to be they playing... Manly, but yeah. Manly got a lot of injuries as well. Well, Manly so, have lost what now? Yeah. But uh, as far, I still think the back line for Manly, they've been absolutely outstanding more yeah. recently. Uh, it's going to be at Brookvale, so you give them a bit of probably a, a 10-point head start, I think, from playing at Brookvale, 12-point head start. And the Storm, uh, another kind of side we usually struggle with is Newcastle. Especially away. This and is and it is Newcastle. away. And I've liked Newcastle. They've finally started to take a little bit of shape. They've got a dirty win. They've had a couple of all right results. And we were lucky to kind of beat them uh, you know, earlier on in the year. But I'm starting to think that they, they're going to be a bit of an issue 
no, maybe at the back end. I don't think they're going to win the title, but they've finally started to show a bit of character. So they, they're probably going to be they're going to be one of the sides that comes out of that bottom half of the eight mm. that, that uh, plays, you know, either a Manly or a, or a Melbourne or someone like that. But I can't see them winning. Mm. Oh, well, on the Storm front, I uh, think the big three are really, really good: Cronk, Smith, and Slater. Yeah, uh, very in control of that performance. Bromwich and Hoffman, good meters and. Some of our backs, especially CC Wunga, he, he's massively improved. Justin O'Neill grew a brain back this week and finished off a nice movement. And Will Chambers, he's, he's been pretty solid all around. You can see why he was 18th man for the Origin squad. Yeah. Uh, South, their most dangerous player was easily Ben Teo. Ben Teo caused a bit of havoc. Yeah. Uh, Tommy surprised me. Tommy Burgess, he was the, probably the better one out of the three Burgesses the other night, which is unusual. You used to speaking about uh, George or Sammy, but a bit frustrated the pair of them the other night. And I thought Isaac Luke was pretty solid mm. at a dummy half, so... Leaving that one behind, the other Friday night game, the one that you absolutely hated, but I enjoyed a bit of uh, park football. The Eels 26 over the Tigers 22, 14-10 at halftime, 26-22 full-time. It was just a back-and-forth shootout for the Spoon. It was uh, shit versus shit to see which one floated to the top, and the one right on the bottom floated to the top. But mm. what, Well, what this can... opens up the wooden spoon race. That's about the only positive thing I can take well, out of this. I, I definitely can't see Parramatta winning enough games. Well, maybe not, but it's added a little bit of interest because I can't see West winning another game. Uh, probably, but three wins is a lot to ask from Para in the last four games. Yeah. They play Brisbane away this week. They're still within, in, within the hunt, so I think that's another loss. I think loss. they're a chance yeah. to beat Brisbane. Oh, I'm not going to tip them, but no, I think they're a chance. Sneaky, um, sneaky little chance. Brisbane at home, I'll stick with Brisbane. Especially with uh, Hodges out now. But, yeah, on to this game. I mean, what, a, even. what a stinker. Dead an absolute even. stinker. I, I think if you throw Robbie Farrer in... Tigers win easily. Absolutely yeah. easily. And the difference probably was that Payne was in, Barrow was out. That was the difference. Well, I said in the last podcast, you took one team's heart out, you put the other team's heart back in. Yeah. It's pretty simple. Uh, you know, all areas were even. There was no difference in metres, line breaks, offloads, sets, penalties. The only difference was 10 extra missed tackles by West, and obviously that was probably the one try difference that they needed to uh, get the victory. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, Jared Hayne here had a bit of involvement, but I'll tell you the biggest difference, uh, everyone kind of been hating on Mullaney the last few weeks. Mullaney needed somebody there to open up space for him. He's a bit small, but when he has a player like Hayne who can take control or give him a bit more direction and open things up for him, yeah. you can see how valuable of an asset he is as a fullback. I've got a bone to pick with him on kick return. Mm. He farts around and dawdles and runs sideways and passes to his winger. When he first came into grade last year, I really uh, enjoyed watching him play because he ripped the ball back in. But mm. I don't know whether he's just been smashed too many times That's this year and much, he's, much he's a bit over getting whacked. But um, I think he's dawdling around and um, he needs to get back to just ripping into the line and chewing up as many metres as he can for Parramatta because when West Tigers were completing and kicking long, Parramatta weren't getting back on side until tackle three. Mm. Um, but West just couldn't sustain um, any possession or any pressure, so... Uh, but what under Parramatta? Yeah, well, it was just a piece for piece, wasn't it? One team scored, the other team scored. One team scored, the other team scored. Uh, no one really looked like they had the advantage. Right at the death there, uh, there was a last-minute try. Benji Marshall threw under Simona, who kind of went in out, got over the line. They celebrated like, you know, it was 1999, they'd won the game. Yeah. But right on the death there, Ben Roberts, who actually had a really good game. No, I, I thought, thought Ben Roberts was man of the match. He was outstanding. At this he was I'll tell you what. You I'm, know why? Because he doesn't have to pass. I've said it a million times. He's one of the better ball runners as a he half. Is. But every time he tries to pass the ball, and poor old just Ray Hadley even put the death touch on him, it's just death. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, he set up Tower with, uh, he did the dolphin dive too. Yeah. He did the limp dive. He didn't do the fancy Superman. Got the try in there, 26-22. Yeah. Uh, the other one I really enjoyed was the wrecking ball. The front row on the bench, Paul, I thought he's, you know, 
kind of been average yeah, the last few games, but his try was a good one. Just yeah. crashing over there. Timmy Banner, as always. Uh, um, he was their best forward by a mile, but I, I thought uh, rock. Roberts, I was with you. Roberts was being a match, I thought. 180 metres, eight busts, two line breaks, and a try assist. Jake Maloney, like we said, he looked much better. He was unlocked from having uh, Hayne there. Mm. I'll tell you the one person I've got a bone to pick with, bloody Matt Keating. Every He's time terrible. they had something He's going, awful. he comes out of dummy half, and the only, runs thing, the way the way only thing he knows how to do is drop a forward under on an X. <laughs> he got out about six times when they had a quick play the ball, thought he was doing something good, and then he was looking for an X. He's like, come on, somebody. He's the only person that's got a copy of Brett Finch's autobiography. Well, my oh. philosophy on league running X's. That's Brett Finch's yeah, autobiography. At least Brett Finch is out on edge and he's probably caught it. Yeah. Matt Keating was just, he must think everyone should read his mind, which oh. to be honest, they should. Matt, that, Keating's, he's got, got Matt Keating's got bloody nude photos of Brett Finch on his walls, I'm telling you. Well, there's a good reason Matt Keating's getting the flick because if I was him, Ricky Stewart. He's been awful for the last four or five years. Yeah, but quick play the balls in the 10. I thought Luke Kelly was just a stinky. Yeah, but his chip I kicks. I thought he stunk as well. He put about 100 chip kicks oh, in and halfway. I was like, mate, what are you doing? Uh, Ray Hadley gave him a bit of a stink. Did he? Just asking why he was putting chip kicks on the halfway line instead of putting up a bomb. The first time they put a bomb up, they dropped it. Yeah. Just Ray That's was getting up. Yeah, he was calling him a G-R-U-B. Luke Kelly, you're an absolute grub. Well, what do you take out of it now, moving forward? I mean, who Nothing. are they got this week? They're both shit. Broncos, they may win. Who have the Tigers got? Oh, they've got the Broncos away. That's the Eels. I think the Broncos will get them. And the Tigers are not going to get any easier. If you think the Roosters had a slow week last oh, week. Oh, they're going to be hurting. They could have another bad night. They're still in by 20, are they? Yeah. So, yeah. poor old Tigers. That was as good as a loss for the Roosters last week. And I'm not going to talk about it. I'm not even going to justify what we already said in the fast five about the Benji situation. I don't care. Just hurry up and leave. I feel mm. bad for them. Leave Potter there for another year. Give the bloke a chance. Yeah, what about that? Let's talk about that for a minute. I mean... All the speculation this week is pointed towards Mick Potter getting the flick. Mm. Justify it for me. Well, Grant may have come out and reckons that he's not going anywhere, but we've heard that being well, said what before. a crock of shit that is. Well, so, where's all the leakage coming from? No idea. We'll have to wait and see. It's we've, an we've already heard that if, he gets, if he gets the sack, it's probably the, one of the worst rugby league decisions, administrative decisions I've ever seen. Mm. The bloke is, is has inherited Tim Sheens' mess, yeah. um, and they obviously moved Tim Sheens on for... A variety of different reasons. They've got a player revolt, obviously, because they don't look interested at all. Mm. Um, and you're going to you're going to hang that on Potter after 22 games. It's just ridiculous. Phil Gould wrote a brilliant article in the uh, Sunday uh, Sunday Herald. Mm. So if you get online and, and have a look at it, um, it's it's a great read. And it's as simple as you know, players players play, coaches coach, um, and. I mean, Mick, Mick Potter cannot be blamed and hasn't had enough time to fix the issues at the Tigers. And well, didn't even, sack him. You, you and didn't then what are you going to do? You're going to pay three coaches. But he didn't get to pick the players anyway. That's he, right. He inherited well, Eddie, Eddie Pettyborn and whatever else was bought for him. He already flipped yeah. Pettyborn. And the other thing about next year that I feel sorry for him, he still didn't really get to buy anyone because they've only just got rid of Marshall yeah. and they haven't even registered Robbie Farrell's contract. Well, and Gus made a good point in that, um, you know, it, it's much easier now to rotate a coach than rotate a roster. It is. You just, uh, that, that's the reason for everything. As soon as something goes wrong, instead of flicking play, you just go... Right, and that's coach. why Ivan Cleary's got the best job in the NRL. Yeah, because he's safe. He, uh, and you can make decisions knowing that you're going to be there in a couple of years. You've been given a guarantee. But, yeah. uh, you know, as we said, Hayne, Mullaney, I thought Ben Roberts, and uh, Tiautai and Manor, Benji, you know, he got a couple of tries, but he still isn't that great. I thought Liam Fulton tried very hard. Liam Fulton is our unsung hero. He is. It's no doubt. Very, I thought Corabetti tried hard too. I was going to say, it was nice to see Corabetti back. Uh, Simona and Nofaluma again, what else can you say? And 
Tedesco, a lot of people have been giving him grief. He, he, he still tries good. hard. I think his confidence is hurt just from the results. Like, all those kids would He's be. another one like Mulaney. He's probably sick of just getting bashed at the oh, back. He's a young kid who's come into a side that's going absolutely ordinary yeah. compared to, you know, look at a South team with Dylan Walker and any of those kids that are having a great time. It's a different so, environment. Yeah. Saturday, Roosters 28-22 against the Raiders. This is, I know, it was, it was, it was a, a poor weird game. It was it? a poor standard of game, but I'm going to say it again. Roosters had, you know, just about everything... You know, fall against them for the Raiders to try and get the win, uh, but they still got the job done, and that's the sign of a side that is a top four side or a winning side. It doesn't matter, just like Melbourne on Friday, even against a side like South. Yeah, you can play was, a bad game of football and you get the job done. Well, the Raiders just had the bounce back factor in their favour. Yeah. The Roosters, um, obviously, to keep winning when you're on such a uh, a, a long streak, um, you know, obviously they've lost the odd game here or there, but. They've had a fantastic season, and it is hard to get up every week. Well, they had less um, metres, six less sets. They lost the offloads 12-1. to one. They lost the line break 6-3, to three, and they lost the penalty count 11-6, but yeah. they won. Yeah. They had everything go against them, but the difference, again, you give all that ball to a lesser side, uh, they don't score the points, they don't convert the chances. Blake Ferguson was their difference, and Anthony Milford, they single-handedly gave the Raiders a chance. But look at the Roosters. Every time they got uh, you know, a complete set or built you know, just an inch of pressure... James Maloney the other night, absolutely fantastic. Seemed to be the one who uh, laid on just about everything. But good side to get the job done. Yeah, uh, they broke away. But they can't twice. keep. They can't keep saying that. They no. can't keep hanging their hat on. Oh, we we make so many errors and we give away so many penalties, but we still win. Hmm. Well, it's not going to work come finals time. Yeah, that's my only concern with the Roosters. So, um, and, and the Raiders. I, I thought the Raiders. It was a hard week, hard week to prepare for the Roosters mm. um, because obviously the Raiders got lapped by 70 odd, mm. 60, um, 70 odd last week. So they're always going to be up for the Roosters. Well, all I know um, is I got a good feeling about this week after what I saw. For the Roosters? Nah, for the Raiders. I okay. think the whole beat yeah. the Bulldogs. Yeah, well, and they've got a good record against the Doggies down in Canberra. So. Back home, they've got And I think the Roosters will win by 1,000 against the Tigers. But mind you, the Tigers are a buggy side for the Roosters, but I can't yeah, see that record no, holding up. Not this time around, I don't no. think. But. Uh, you know, like I said, the Roosters kicked away 16-6 to and then got reeled in again. Uh, then the second half, they come out nice and quick. Uh, they laid on a couple of tries, 28-10, to but just got reeled in. But like you said, they've been doing this all year. They've had a lot of players play rep football. If I'm Trent Robinson, I'm not going to lie, in the next couple of weeks, if they get another win ahead of South, I'm probably looking to maybe rest players that last, well, I, that last really, round or the second last yeah, round. Yeah, see, the last round is... I don't care if they ruin that South game. If, if yeah. I've got it wrapped up... I want to see it. All those guys, and he's lost Cordner potentially for the rest of the year now. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to burn anyone out. I don't want to have any problems. I probably want to go in a bit fresher. I'll do a Melbourne. I'll do a Craig Bellamy and just backdoor all the players on, on game day. Yeah, well, if, if, if they can't move up or down, I think that's what you'll find they'll do. Well, I'd want to, that's for sure. They've had a long year. They've had people in and out uh, just with little niggles and the rep football. Yeah. Uh, the Raiders, I'm not too sure if Terry Campese got named after getting socked in the eye, but I'd be more interested this week to see what they do in the half situation. Well, he'll get named, buddy. Sam Williams come out saying he was ready to finish the year off regardless of the circumstances that happened, if yeah. he got an opportunity. But I think they're going to go... Uh, a bit, you know, stubborn on him and probably put Milford back in the six. Or Mitchell Cornish, the other young half, they've been playing in the New South Wales Cup. I don't think he's ready to play first grade, but yeah. I really think they'll go the stubborn angle of Ken He's not playing and not put Williams back in. Okay. Uh, Blake Ferguson, wow. Yeah, he was great. Him and Milford and Papali. They're all their next generation. They can't lose any of these guys. I can, like, you can understand Milford's situation is a bit different, but my God. Mm-hmm. I'd, I'd, if I'm Ferner, I'm just about ready to hang my hat up. If he leaves, like you just every time they pump out one of these superstars, they just go somewhere else. They lose them, yeah. You know, Ferguson was probably the first one that they've taken away from somebody, 
and uh, they've had their fair run of trouble with him, and you know they, they've been on the brink of losing him a few times. Yeah. So this Milford one, if it's going to happen and he does go to Brisbane, it's really going to hurt because he was absolutely outstanding the other night. But uh, you know those two in particular, Milford Ferguson, they were their best players along with Parley. Roosters Maloney in complete and under control. They didn't really get a roll, uh, a roll on. They've really struggled with the errors and the penalties. But Rhea Hargraves laid down uh, a bit of a platform compared to others. Whacked a few people. Poor old Dave McShillington and Brett White copped a, a few raids of his. And Sean Kenny Dow was one of the blokes at the start. He will give him a bit of grief to. I thought he's been pretty good the last he's few weeks. So, so that that's helping him defensively. Oh, it helps so. all of us and it helps all of them. If yeah. he could get Cordner and Sonny Bill back, I'd be more than happy to leave it that way, to be honest. Yeah. Because they can load their back row. But the, the Cordner thing's going to hurt. But... Uh, Tigers this week, you think the Roosters will get another win, and I, I really do like the Raiders at home against the Dogs, but we'll have to wait to see what happens with that one. But Saturday night, the other game, the Newcastle Knights, 18, getting the win over the Sharks at the prison, Ramonda Stadium, Shark Park, 18 to 14. Uh, well, your big quote last week, no one can win at the prison. Well, they can win at the, the prison. The prison side won at the prison. This most, was prison, most people, prison. Most people don't really get a win yeah. at the prison. you, you got to admit that, but... They, they just showed the simple thing we've talked about all year. They brought them into that grind. Yeah. They had a lot of things go their way, to be honest. They won the sets 45 to 38. They made an extra 200 metres. They 17 to 6 in the offloads. Yeah. Uh, they, had le- they had less errors. They had 17 errors, Newcastle, to Sharks 11. And they won the penalty count 7-3. But they're backs. So they just can't get points. No. They, they can roll down the field. They can beat you up. Andrew Fafita is their leading try scorer. He got his seventh on the weekend. Mm. And the other bloke that was even with him was another forward. They remind me a lot of that uh, the Gold Coast side that made the finals 2010, 09-2010. Um, mm. Great forward pack, good halves, decent fullback, but no outside backs. Yeah, well, no outside backs. They're so just struggling to score points. Besides Fecky, um, I, I, I think they'll. I think they'll. They're obviously going to make the finals. They got um, no points though. But, but no. they're going to go out week one or two just because they're not going to be able to go with high-powered offences. Well, if they're getting Lawrence Nashford, I said it last week, if they can get him back to what they were doing a couple of years ago, yeah. they might be a bit better off. Because with Pomeroy and Wright and that, they've got a pretty rough and tough old side. Fecky's the only one of that back line. What ever happened to that Stuart Mills? Where's he? Stuart Mills, injury-prone, and he's, I don't know, he's obviously not a fan. He's brought him up and down. He can play a little bit. He played uh, New South Wales Cup on the weekend again. Nathan Gardner's won multiple could, uh, New South Wales Cup man of the matches. I don't know how he's not on a wing at least. They need something else to their spark. And their how he's not um, getting a run over like Ben Pomeroy. Well, they need more Ben sp- Pomeroy I'd have on the bench as a back rower. They need more spark. I stick by it. If, if Gardner can't play fullback, surely he can go on a wing. Yeah, you got to throw some more explosive dudes out there. Because I'll tell you what. the Fecky thing's worked. That, he's, they need to be finding more players like him, and they've got him. Well, he's a good one they've nicked, and, you know, uh, as Yeah, far but they've as... got, like you, if, like you said, if you... Um, Throw those other two in, Mills and who was about you were talking about? Gardner. Gardner, sorry, yeah. Throw them in. Because I'll tell you what, if there's I'm, some uh, attacking potency... I've already said it before and I'll stick by it. If I was uh, the Cowboys and they're not going to re-sign him, I know they've signed Hezron Merger or whatever, who's scored a million tries this year for the Northern Pride, but if you want a replica of what you're about to lose in Matt Bowen, Nathan Gardner can't be doing more in that side that's dominating and scoring points. He's a loose cannon and an absolute live wire. Yeah. Right, and he, he's not getting a run. So if he's not getting a run, surely the Sharks would let him go. And if I was the Cowboys, I'd happily accept a player of Nathan Gardner standing. Yeah. So I don't know what's the go there, but uh, Jared Mullen, he's really starting to come of age. I, I gave him a bit of a shellacking at the start of the year, saying that I didn't think he'd see the year out. Yeah. I thought he had a long time. He's been touted as this, that, and whatever. Thought he started the year pretty ordinary, but what, the Wayne Bennett influence is starting to show. He kicked him fairly well into that game. He had one little poor moment there where he... Uh, Unfortunately, dropped one of the bombs that gave a ghetto try to the Sharks under the post. But, you know, he kicked for those two tries. 
Uh, his, his set kicks when they were in the grind there near the end trying to get themselves in for the win was very, very good. He kept finding the grass and at the end of the day he gave Gay Guy that second one for the win. Yeah. Well, it was a very Wayne Bennett-like performance from Newcastle. It was very St. George. Rub off. It was, yeah, exactly. They're starting to now look like St. George. Mm. And um, he bought half of them, so you'd, you'd, want to, you'd want to think at some point. But I just don't... Oh, I think the game's going in a different direction. I don't think that style of footy is going to win you the comp. No. Well, that's, I think that, that style of footy now finds you, uh, you know, third, fourth, fifth, sixth. Well, that's why I like... Sharks are a similar side. The, the, it was like a mirror of each other. Well, a few weeks earlier, I enjoyed watching them. I said to you, I really like their... Especially their left edge with Boyd... Lay Lua and uh, McManus, and I think they've got a really good backline. So if he can keep that nice balance of that Dragons football and Mullen controlling things, and that, those decent outside backs they've got in Gay Guy, Uade, Boyd, Lay Lua, Runoff, Roberts, yeah. more live wire thing, I reckon he's got almost the perfect balance in his side there. Yeah. He's just got to get rid of a few of the senior citizens and buy some probably more impact type players for his bench. Yeah. So see what happens uh, next year. Well, that's his only problem because their 20s aren't real good. Mm. Well, the only other thing I was going to bring up out of this was uh, people... I don't know. Why aren't their 20s any good? Who? Newcastle's. Newcastle's. I think the only year... I think they've finished in the eight twice, but yeah, they just haven't got the job. But Matt's ball are always strong. Matt's and ball. So explain that to me. Well, they're probably a Parramatta. Why is Parramatta never go well in the 20s or get the first grade? True. Penrith are only just starting to come good in the 20s. They they weren't real good for the first couple of years. They were good the first year. They had Graham and Coote and all that, but they all moved up to first grade early and so did So, But I mean, for the last three or four years, the 20s... Look at them. A lot of them them don't translate. Look at Canberra. Mm. Canberra's been absolutely ridiculous in the 20s. They only missed the finals once, but they still can't win a comp in first grade. and They've pumped plenty of them through, but they either lose them or they just kind of go, okay. Yeah. So look at Brisbane. Brisbane got a few through. They've got a lot of them there now, but they still haven't won a comp since they've pushed all their players through. Yeah. So the, war, the Warriors seem to be... Those three clubs we just mentioned, Warriors... Yeah, but Broncos, I think because the Warriors players are Raiders. physically ready to go into first grade, well, whereas a lot of the other clubs aren't. Hmm. But Newcastle this year, I watched them a few times. There's only one or two players there I could see even training with a first grade squad, but probably only none of them ready physically, what you've just said. Yeah. 100% on that, but... Uh, the only other thing I really want to bring up this, people not really divided, but were a bit confused, the forearm by Pomeroy. I didn't like it. You didn't like it? I didn't like it. I, I thought I, it was a low act, and Kirk Idley had every right to blow up. I just didn't like the little half jab. But if I'm going at you and I lift my elbow into your throat, mm. you're not going to be happy. Yeah, I wouldn't ride hooky on the ground while someone's on I think you probably would. I'd wait until you stand up and probably headbutt you. Yeah. <laughs> no. But I wouldn't try and throw a child fit on the ground. And Gidley couldn't well, even I, I hate I hate how we're hypocritical. We are hypocritical as a game. Because if that breaks his jaw, yeah, well, then we'd have a we're jumping up and down, aren't we? Yeah, well, we you need to get rid of the action that that, uh, that may result in that mm. and take the uh, take the actual result of the action out of the equation. It, it, doesn't, it shouldn't matter whether he broke his jaw or not. Mm. Lifting an elbow like that is dangerous and it should be penalised. Yeah. Oh. I, I, it annoys me that... That one got pulled up, but I see heaps more get let go. Oh, there's plenty. And of... I see a lot more knee lifts get there's let go. There's a lot of guys at knee lift coming. That's in why I got line. frustrated because I know it was like it was bad, but that's pretty much you run of the mill almost in every game, and all of a sudden, yeah, but it doesn't because, make it right. It yeah, doesn't because make it Gidley's right. the first one he's lashed out, and I, I just thought. Well, he did. if I'm a coach now, it's a different. Story. I'm saying if you get out. knee lift, you get knee lifted, or, or you yeah, get elbowed, try and stop play so yeah. you can get a look up the yeah. Well, that's kind of and that's why players are staying down. You saw the Titans players last night. There's been an, there's been something said. Both players in both sides last night were staying down. There was a lot of that over the weekend. Yeah. There's a few to come up in the next couple of games. But uh, mm. it was good to see Gidley back, even though I wasn't happy that moment. Good to see Lewis back, and congratulations to Danny Badiris, 200. Paul Gallon in this game too. Yeah, well, they attacked the ref. So He annoyed me. The both of them annoyed me. Gidley and him both attacked the ref. Just... 
on a more his positive. His hair's falling out. Yeah. Go along saying his bloody hair's falling out. Yeah, dude. Too many chems. Yeah, well, 250th game for Danny Badiris. He's now the number one uh, holder for the record. Most games played overtook Andrew Johns, who was on 249. So, yeah. congrats to him. An absolute stalwart of the game. Uh, as we said, Fafita, 30 runs, 250 metres, 6 offloads, 10 bus line break and a try. Mm. Stats don't even fit on the page. He was man of the match. They're just a stat side, aren't they? Gallon, 22 runs, 200 metres, yeah, 8 offloads, I... 4 bus. But where's the backs? Gordon's the only one in here, but he doesn't offer really much besides his 200 metres and 5 bus. He didn't yeah. set up tries. He didn't do anything like that. All good to get all the metres. Need to see some points on the board. Outside backs is a problem. Mullen, 2 assists, very solid, good kicking game. I thought Uwada had a much improved game. Gay guy and Snowden, 50 tackles and 110 metres. He had a great game and he's returned to the prison where he used to play. Mm. So uh, leaving that one behind. Heading on. next week. Oh, yeah, that's, that's a fair point. Uh, the Knights, they've got the Storm at home. So tough fixture. Yeah, they bash. They've been uh, pretty good against us the last couple of years. And the Sharks, they've got the Dragons away, but the Dragons have lost Marin and yeah, Dugan. Yeah. Sharks win. Sharks will be the back. I think uh, the poor old Dragons might be in for a tough week. Mm. But we'll have to wait and see. But triple header that happened on Sunday. Started off with the Eagles at Blue Tongue Stadium, beating the New Zealand Warriors 27-12. to 12. Um, I don't know. I was, I, was, I was disappointed by the Warriors. Mm-hmm. Uh, and actually, they lack discipline. Yeah, they lack discipline, but it surprised me to see that they actually had less errors. They made ten. Manly made sixteen, but Manly just can't open their right side. They scored all four of tri- five tries yeah. down that right edge to Williams and uh, uh, Brett Stewart. Glenn Stewart had an absolute field day. He set up three of them. Yeah. Uh, Cherry Evans was very busy. They used that same wraparound play, and the guy that got burned, and I've been rapping him all the time, saying how much I miss him. Melbourne because he's an absolute defensive juggernaut in the centre. It was Dane Nielsen. Yeah, he he got caught sideways a few times and a few times he got caught in the chair. That's very unusual. Usually he makes good decisions, but they just got picked apart on their right side of the field. And first 10 minutes, there was about three chances that went begging before Brett Stewart slid through a hole off Glenn. But, um, you know, they, their first chance in the 20 metre zone, the red zone of Manly, was that bomb. They got deflected and then Stewart runs 40 metres the other way and gives it to Williams. The second time they get back there, that scrum... They have that beautiful play where they hid Marnie around the back. And let me tell you, it's not really hard to hide a Russian tank, but they did. Mm. He did very well to slide in between a couple and get Lamar by the ball. But other than that all game, they were just on the back foot. No forward matter over 100 metres. I've been ranting and raving the last couple of weeks about how good their, their platform's been. I thought they really let Johnson down. Yeah, uh, you know, he, he come late in the game, picked one up off the ground and scored a try that Matt I whinged about after he destroyed Nathan Friend. He called obstruction. Yeah. Now, if he was being obstructed, I'll tell you what, he wasn't being obstructed after he planted him into the floor of Blue Tongue, but uh, I just there was nothing about the Warriors that kind of told me they were going to win this game. Sean Johnson was busy, but other than that, yeah, they just frustrated me. They really did. <laughs> yeah, they uh, lacked discipline. They lacked discipline. Their, um, their front row, the forwards let them down. They, sides like Manly, I get the feeling, you know, in the Cronulla the week before, um, physical sides frustrate the Warriors. Yeah. Um, the Warriors love it when they can roll forward, yeah. um, play with the NOS, and well, they can um, they can do that even in Melbourne because we're not a more physical, not, big, not a physical kind of you know ghetto type side that's going to try and bash it. But I think uh, the Sharks did a great job of it. Really yeah. dragged dragged them into that wrestle and the they fight and get them to and, the end and annoyed them. Mm-hmm. Um, and Manly did a very similar thing. And for the Warriors, it was a worse possible time to play the Sharks and lose because Manly Jeff Tuvey would have just said right. Shane Flanagan, can I borrow your game plan sheet because we're going to do exactly yeah. the same thing? Because we've got very similar tools, um, but Manly just got better outside back. So yeah. obviously the scoreline blew out a little bit more. 
but they're outside back, so I'm just absolutely they're on fire. blown away by it. And they, they just switch sides. Depending. I thought Forum was quiet this week. I thought, uh, that's what I was about to Cherry Evans though. was good. They all, they almost have a plan every week against some sides where they they can go to a different side of the field, and it doesn't matter. They've got gun players on both edges. They can adjust their game plan. And on the weekend, it was pretty much like they'd seen something in video to say, all right, we're going to go to the right this week. Yeah. So most of the ball went to Jamie Lyon and David Williams, whereas previous weeks... You know, it's been all Kieran Foran, and I've sat there and said, you, why aren't they going Jamie Lyons' way? And it hasn't mattered. They go to Matt and to Fua. Yeah. Either side of the field, they've got an international half. They've got the Kiwi half on one side, an Australian half on one, another side who's made his origin debut. They've yeah. got international centres if Jamie Lyons stopped crying and actually put an Australian jumper or a New South Wales jersey on. Yeah. And then you've got a former Australian ringer in David Williams and a bloke who I think should have been a rep player but wasn't this year in George Tafua. Okay. And then have Snake at the back. Uh, yeah, it doesn't matter. They, they can adjust their game plan. It's ridiculous. They can. They've got, they've got a lot of tools across the park, um, and that's why they're in the top four, because they can they can chameleon. They can be different, give you a different look on different mm. weeks. They can uh, change during games. They can adapt, um, which is a, a very, very, uh, very individual thing. Mm. Not, not a lot of teams can do that. Well, it's, it's almost the opposite of that Dragons the other year where it was just stop that left side, you know? Sorry, not individual. It should be very, it's a very rare thing. Yeah. Not a lot of teams can do that. They they, they give you one look, yeah. and that's that's the look they got. Yeah. Manly can give you three, four, five different looks. And like I said, it, it must be a luxury, even with all the players they've lost, to have patched up the middle like they have this year. Some of those scrap players, and I thought Jamie Bure again on the weekend, very very good after not being an angry Jeff's good books at the start of the year. But those scrappy forwards like a Lawrence and Hassan that come off the bench, they've done their job and it's just let their you know their classy halves and their backs just have to be tear sides apart. So mm, exactly. if they could stay rough in the middle, even though they've lost Watmau now, a uh, great time for Glenn Stewart to come back into some form. Not for you, saying the fantasy season was over and he's uh, just kicked it up a notch. But if, if they can keep kicking in the middle and stay solid against some of those better sides, their outside backs are going to be dangerous to anybody. Exactly. But uh, the Warriors, start rolling forward, you bastards. Yeah. Get that working. I need to see them in the finals. They they can't miss out in the finals. I know they started late, but if there's one team I want to see slip in, uh, no offense. Yeah, to but them. then again, do you? Like I, I mean, do. No they, offense. They were bashing to... up on sides outside the eight. Now they played a couple of sides well, inside. They the did. Eight they did beat Melbourne, and they almost beat South right near the end. But yeah. I, I want to see, and they beat the Roosters, so they yeah. beat two of the top three. For me, though, I want I want to see them. I know they started late, but uh, sorry to Canberra, and probably apologise to your mob. Uh, a few players down, but I want, well, I want to see. They're going to get the their chance game. because we, we're playing in two weeks, and they get the Raiders as well. Yeah. So it's all going to equal so, itself out. Uh, sorry, sort itself out. So we'll I'll, see what happens. I'll be happy as long as they do it. Like I said, with the football they were playing before, but mm. I think they have to find a way in. But you know, Johnson was their most dominant. Uh, I thought Lamar. I thought, I thought Johnson was ordinary. Uh, I thought he tried hard near the end, but he just didn't get the platform. No one got over 100 meters. He's got to start using Mateo more minute wise. He can't keep bringing him off. Yeah. And that Lamarpe thing the other week was nice when they needed to defend against Melbourne, but you can't have someone on the bench for your winger. Yeah. He's got to play the whole game. But uh, Williams got a hat-trick. Brett Stewart, a double. Glenn Stewart, three assists. Cherry Evans, very, well, Williams, very good. Williams got man of the match. Well, Glenn Stewart, That's my book should have got it. Glenn Stewart was outstanding. But, yeah. uh, Jamie, I thought um, Kevin Locke was the Warriors' best. Yeah, well, I had Kevin Locke down there as well. I thought he was pretty solid. I thought Sean Johnson stunk. Yeah. Well, Four errors and just didn't take control of the game for me, but... You know, I was keep abusing the forwards, get your rolling going again. But yeah. next week, they've got South, the Eagles at home. I think if there's a time for them to uh, kind of assert their dominance again, that they, that from them, I'm looking to emanate what Melbourne did on Friday. Yeah. Regardless of how you get the job done, I want to get the job done on South before finals time and try and drag myself in a chance 
to uh, try and nick maybe that home final. Imagine, yeah. I know they won't probably get the home final. They'll blow up like they usually do because Brookvale's too small. But, uh, you know, I, I still think they'd like to finish as high as possible. Well, maybe second week they, they may get it. I say I don't. Like, I know they want the ground attendances, and I'm all for growing the game, giving them money. But if you get a home final, if it's good enough, if it's good enough to have the game there for 26 rounds, it's got to be good enough to have it. Exactly. The first week of the so game. I think they deserve to have it if they They've get that right. But uh, the Warriors, they play the Panthers home. No offense to Penrith, but it couldn't be a better time for the Warriors to get a side that's uh, on the struggle. They've, they've got a few players back in, but they're going back to New Zealand. And I think, yeah, I think it may be a hard week for the Panthers. It's but, a danger uh, game for the Warriors, but like it's one they're going to be expected to win. They're going to be short odds. You know, there's a lot of a lot of different things um, that tell you that they should win, but it doesn't always translate. Especially the last time Penrith played the Warriors, mm. whooped them by sixty. So yeah, with different vein of form, though. Short We've obviously seen that, yeah. but uh, we'll have to wait and see. We move on to the other Sunday game. This one was probably my favourite of the round: the Broncos versus the Dragons. I thought this one was an absolute shootout as well. Yeah, a couple of injuries to come out of it, unfortunately, but uh, what a cracker of a game! They had uh, 34 sets to 39. A couple of extras there for the Dragons. They had a, a fair bit go their way uh, in the stats department again. But the Broncos got the job done. Very disappointing after a very tight start. 20 minutes to watch Justin Hodges go down with another brutal injury. You see second Achilles, uh, hamstrings, ACLs. Well, so he's done... It's those Achilles. peg legs. Yeah, Achilles on both legs. ACLs, hamstrings, Achilles, everything in those little peg legs. He just uh, snap and... You know, sitting there with the Yeah, yeah, that was a sight to see when I looked at the bench and thought, imagine those two back on that edge again. You know, that was an international edge. Yeah. Not a good time if you're, you're a Broncos player. But what'd you take out of this one? Well, they got the job. Corey Parker was sensational. I thought he was outstanding. Uh, they produced another debutante in Drew, much like Oates. I thought he was pretty uh, solid. He went right, Drew. On his debut. So, as usual, they've got a couple off the production line, but not probably where they need them. They really need a half yeah. out of anything. But it's still nice to see a few kids come through the Broncos system. Benny Hunt's actually playing better than I, I expected. I was going to say, he was a lot better, but I still think you need someone with him. Mm. I definitely still think they need someone with him. But uh, the, other, the other one for me is it's strange that they play... Peter Wallace and only playing for 15, 20 minutes. Yeah, why waste your time? I'd just pick another forward. I would have picked Baptiste if they were going to get the hooker off. I said he at the start of the year. He's very explosive for his 15, 20 minutes. Well, why can't McCulloch just play 80? Well, he can, but if you're going to waste that spot on him, why don't you get a decent hooker? Like him or Granville, they talk about all the time, being so fast that a dummy half and creating tries. Like If you're going to yeah. burn that 15 minutes or 20 minutes, burn it on a player that's actually going to make an impact of a dummy half. Yeah. Not someone who's just going to dish the pill. But he put Corey Norman on the bench. I wouldn't bother. I'd have Baptiste or it's bullshit I'd have Granville. It's bullshit that he's playing reserve grade. Yeah, well, he's just copping it because of Griffin. Griffin yeah. should have done that earlier. I don't know why. Griffin. All of a sudden, he feels like a hero that he's yeah, done it. You're know. picking your best side for this year. Mm. I, I disagree with it when Wayne Bennett did as well, but yeah, it's well, a different argument. He's bad now, but uh, they had a rough start. Dugan dropped a couple of balls and then unfortunately finished with a broken thumb, so he's not going to be playing again this year. Yeah. But I thought the he Hubs, was in such good form too. Yeah, really good. And so was Merrin before he got cannonballed. They're probably their, well, their best two players. Yeah, well, they were their two They're best gonna players. They're going to struggle now. A big rap to young Quinlan. He plays well above his weight. Yeah, he scored a double. Up. He's been super impressive while he's been in. And, uh, you know, I didn't think Fiend was too bad. Then they had that little brouhaha of Corey Parker. I quite enjoyed it until it turned into an AFL fight. But everyone gave themselves a nice hug. Uh, yeah, well, I'd love to see 
few punches thrown there. But. Well, you know, it was spoken by Noel. Clearly, you're going to see things like the testy grab and everything else because blokes aren't allowed to hit someone, so they're going to give their frustrations out in different ways. He said the old punch in the nose doesn't exist. So by grabbing someone on the court. Well, you're going to see a lot more dirty stuff, he reckons, if you can't get a stink out there. But <laughs> grabbing I'm, someone's wheels. I'm kind of with him. You get a bit angry, you've got to try and get the dog shot in somewhere. Just let them throw down. Yeah. Unless, unless, unless someone can hit someone, you know, or there's something bad really goes down or a dog shot, if they get a bit of frustration, it's football. Yeah. Let them swing it out. Mm. But uh, in regards of Brisbane, they got the job done. Uh, it was, it was a, a back and forth kind of contest, but end of the day, they could have put their tail between their legs when Hodges went off, but Gillette went there, scored a nice try that Ben Hunt threw to Reed and gave him back on the inside in the first half. He had that lovely flick ball that he just strives for Drew to score. Corey Oates, bomb one that I thought was a certainty. He tried to Kobe Bryant it. He shack attacked it over the top of the winger, yeah, and threw it in the floor. Touchdown! Wasn't his smartest, uh, smartest play, but yeah. And what about moment. what about the Thursday dive? He was dead, and then the next play, of the ball he He's scored, the, scored the try. Oh, ridiculous! He scored the try. <laughs> ridiculous! And he gave him the hands of like, here I am. Yeah, it was just like you are kidding me. That that was one classic dive from the weekend. But uh, you know they, they were in control a bit there. McCulloch got denied. A try, then got one back. They couldn't stop him the second time, and good on him. Hard week for him. He's had a friend pass away and pulled out of training for the week. Could have pulled out of the game, but went out there and put a good effort. And uh, late on, Vito, he got a double, but it wasn't enough. 26 to 18, they got home. Uh, the Dragons, you know, it's been a frustrating year, and I think for now, it's it's only going to get worse. They've lost their two best players. If there's anyone left for him to debut, if I'm Steve Price, just do it. Yeah, there is no excuse now not to, you know play a drink water again or play anyone that may be sitting outside. There's a Vander Cummins back in the 20s. There's a couple of people there. Don't go with people you've already tried and tested. If there's anyone there that you want to try it before next season, before Widop, Williams, Thompson, all these blokes turn up, mm. just throw them all on the table right now. Well, it should just be getting your positions around them right. Exactly. So, if so they, that's what I'm yeah. saying. If he wants to play a Vander Cummins... Fill in the holes that you need to fill in for next year. Yeah, the 20s player. If he wants to play any of these kids that they've got, is there anyone left in New South Wales Cup that he wants to see? Yeah. Now's the time to do it. He's got no excuse anymore. They're not in the running. They've got a couple of injuries. They're, uh, they're, they're just going to be a nuisance to sides that are in competition yeah. for the eight. But like Pretty I said, why, why hold back now? Just chuck, it, chuck all your cards on the table. Start oh, planning for next year. But uh, Brisbane, they're liking their chances. They get Parramatta this week. They, they're pretty confident they can go on with Parra Penrith the next yeah, well, two weeks. So they, they win those two, and you, we can start talking about them. But yeah, then. well, results need to go their way as well. I still think they're too far gone, but we'll have to wait and see. But for them, their forwards are outstanding. Parker, Gillette, um, Maguire, Hannett, all these guys up around 130, 140 metres, a couple of tries and an assist in there. McCulloch, like I said, after having a hard week with his friend passing away, 50 tackles and a try, and I thought Josh Hoffman really good again since he's been back at fullback. Yeah. Uh, Dragons, Quinlan. Scored a double, been really good, plays well above his weight. Uh, Josh Morris, two line breaks, bunch of metres, and Daniel Vito, he should play like that more often. Mm. Unfortunately, he's a bit temperamental, but uh, moving away from that one, the other Sunday fixture, not too much to say about this one. The poor old Penny Panthers at home copped a shellacking uh, from the Cowboys, 36-4. to What else do you say besides wow about Jonathan Thurston? Five tries here. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 
just then kick six from six. I said it last week. I feel uh, feel a little bit sorry for Neil Henry. I feel robbed. I feel very, very sorry for Neil Henry. I feel sorry for the fans. I feel sorry for us. I feel sorry for everyone who turned on the TV hoping to watch Jonathan Thurston this year tear it up or Tarek Sims play well or any of these players. You know, this, this side that was supposed to be a premiership threat. Mm. And what, what have we got out of them? We've got nothing until now. Yeah. So, you know. Disappointing. I'm, I'm still saying people like, oh, how good was that? And they're talking about him being somewhere in the running for the Dal M. Well, I hope he doesn't win it. He doesn't deserve no, it. No, he doesn't deserve it. If they, they should have been in the finals. I don't care what excuse they've got. I don't care about it. I don't care about anything. They do not deserve. He does not deserve that injury award just from a few men in the matches at the back end of the year. No. If they even, you know. His, his uh, biggest advantage is, is in the fact that there's not many other players that take points off him. That's, that that's it. I Bowen's had a quiet year. Yeah. They haven't really had a hooker. They haven't had a, another half. So no one's threatening Whenever him. they win, he gets the points. No one's threatening him. But I'm just I'm annoyed that the fact that I even got brought up, well, that's a possibility. Yeah. I'd like to think it'd be it's going a in the system. to a Souths, a Roosters, or you know, a Melbourne player, a Manly player, someone in one of those top four sides that's been consistent all year. But yeah. again, rep football kind of takes away from them, and they're in sides where players can take points off them. Yeah. So if JT does win at the end, he's a great player, but just for me, that really pissed me off, to be honest, because yep. they should be in the finals and they're not going to be, unless uh, miracle mathematics and every single game won from here on out. We'll have to wait and see. Maybe he might go and say miracle run and win a grand final. We don't know, but yep. I don't see it happening. Mm. But there's not too much he can take out of this one. Penrith, uh, they got a couple of players back in Coote and McKendry and that, but all these guys are underdone. Uh, it was a slow night. They were down... Straight away, Winnerstein got off a cutoff pass of uh, Jonathan Thurston really, really early. They got a couple of repeat sets late on, got Simmons over the line, your best mate, for his 17th, I think, of the season. Dave. But uh, JT struck again. Brett Tate could have made it easy and just given the ball to Felt, but being the kind of bloke he is, he just, just decided it. to try to beat 500 people to get over the line. He made did. It difficult. He did get over there, so good on him, but he made it very difficult. 12 4 at half time, and then the second half, wow. That kick from Jonathan Thurston for Kyle Felt was an absolute cracker. It was a cracker. Yeah, it the was. old handbrake kick, but it was sensational. He just went on a rampage after that. Ray Thompson got the first of his hat trick off a, a drop ball. Jonathan Thurston with a dummy dummy beat about five people through the middle of the ruck. That was absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. Before giving it back on the inside, just another thing that made me want to punch the TV because where's that been all year? Mm. And uh, then he finished off the game again. He put a grabber through that got flipped up to Ray Thompson who grabbed another try. Uh, there's not much you can say for Penrith. Simmons got that try off a, a ball that hit the ground. Uh, they were beside the forwards, you know, they had a couple of blokes back, like I said, and Grant and Lattimore were their top metre makers, but they're not getting quick play of the balls or offloading or really dominating the game. No. They lack punch, they lack cohesion. Lewis Brown got picked on out in that centre spot. Uh, they, they, you know, they really went to that edge a lot, and Jonathan Thurston just ran a clinic. What else can you say? Yeah. Well, you can't say much more. Penrith no. are running out of gas. Uh, the Cowboys are just finding some gas. Biggest positive, I think, like I said, Penrith have got a few uh, young bloods in there. There's probably a few more that they would have liked to, but second-tier restraints have uh, stopped that again. Well, I don't think it will. I think you're going to find that they're going to pump some. Uh, they're going to pump plenty of uh, young kids in there in the next few weeks. Well, if they can, they need to. I'd yeah. like to see Cartwright or anyone they're thinking about over the next few weeks yeah. before next season because uh, at this point, happen. you know, I know they're probably looking at Coote, McKendry and a few just to see how they're going, but if, if, if they're in a similar situation to the Dragons, if there's anyone left in their top 25 or if they've got any room or anything that the NRL can exempt to let them get some kids in, yeah. now's the time well, it should be, it. especially now that um, they're gone. They are gone. Well, they're not going to make the eight, so let them do whatever they want. Mm. And I'm so, I said the same lot for the Dragons. If Evander Cummins is a second-tier restriction, too bad. Put yeah. him in. Yeah. Let all these guys go. But Thurston, five assists, absolute clinic. 
Uh, you know, Brent Tate, very good game. Ray Thompson, 50 tackles and three tries. That's an outstanding effort. Tamau, 190 metres he rolled through. And Winnerstein, nine busts to try and 160 metres. So absolutely dominated all over the park. But Monday night, 26-16, the Titans over the dogs. Mm. Something for you to be happy about. And uh, a decent brand of football the last two weeks. A more direct and tough approach well, since Caesar's been... They're on the footy. Well, Caesar has to run the show. I said last week I've been very impressed. I think they looked a lot better with him controlling it from seven rather than Kelly. I thought those roles were in reverse before because yeah. Kelly's definitely not the organiser. Well, we could do with Kelly back because... I you could. In the next two weeks we play Cowboys-Warriors. We're going to need more points than what we've put on the last I, couple I weeks. still think, though, that Caesar was almost neglected, though, with him at uh, first receiver. Mm-hmm. Kelly plays off the cuff a lot. He's not really organising, whereas you're seeing with Caesar... He's kicking everything about him has been a lot more positive since he's been a first receiver. Yeah. And Harrison, you know, he plays very direct. He's got no well, fear. Well, what's happening is is that Harrison's playing um, on the right edge. Yeah, mm. right edge, and he's playing second receiver on the right, and Bird's just playing second receiver on the left. Mm. And Caesar's doing whatever he wants. But yeah. the other one that's really, on both sides. really impressed me, and I, I loved him in the 20s, uh, and I thought when he came to grade, I don't know if he... Well, head, are you talking about Ron James? Yep. The last three years, he's done nothing. I don't know if he's his, just head, been his head got to him. He was being grubby. He, put nothing in compared to what I saw in the 20s. I thought he was going to be an absolute monster. But yeah. in the first half, he got given some absolute shit passes yeah. from both. I mean, he got hospital ball by the forwards, and he still managed to play almost a... I think he played the whole half. Yeah. He, he, uh, he didn't make errors. He didn't, he yeah. didn't play the whole half. But he made 180 metres. And by half time, he made 130 or so, because he didn't get much time in the second. But yeah. two weeks in a row, I've seen the player that I watched in 20s just absolutely dominate. And I thought, this bloke's going to be a monstrosity in first grade. Yeah. So it's very nice to see. Greg Bird, a uh, very good game. David Mead at fullback. If he can fix up the pass, you know, a little bit or work on it, the one he got to Gordon wasn't the best in the world. But with that kind of speed, it's it's similar to everyone in the NRL, what they're trying to emanate at the back. Get a bloke who can hit that sweep line, get on the outside and either drop someone back under or run. And uh, he's got speed to burn. He was very good last yeah. night. Yeah. Um, well, since he's been back from injury, he's been great. Mm. Uh, and... You know, things are now looking all right for the Titans. I mean, they're probably going to have to win two of their last four to get in. That'll get them to 28. Mm. Um, I think that'll be enough to get in. I've got my fingers crossed that Melbourne win the next three. And feel like giving giving all those boys a rest. Give you a free win. Um, I don't think we can beat the Roosters in Sydney. But again, it depends what's happening with the Roosters. Uh, We go up to North Queensland this weekend, which is obviously going to be tough. They're playing for their season. And then we've got... Uh, the Warriors at home. So that's also going to depend on what happens with the Warriors this week against Penrith. So, um, But at least at least we're not re- uh, relying on other teams' results. Yeah. Um, I thought Caesar was great last night. Um, David Mead obviously was great. And, and some of the tackles that Ashley Harrison made last night to pull Bulldogs players up a, a metre short, he's understated. Yeah. He's, he's understated every week. And yeah, very much so. That's the reason why I, I really love him as a player. I, I know that Origin's probably gone past him. He doesn't have the league speed, but he's definitely got the heart. Yeah. And I thought Bird, he got that assist, 180 metres. I thought he was really good besides his few little whinges at the ref with him. And, uh, well, they were both into it as much as each other. Yeah, I think, 12 and 11 penalties apiece, 16 by half time. That was probably pretty much the joke of the game for me. But yeah. if, I'm, if I'm a Dogs fan, I'm a little bit worried because uh, if Cassiano's gone again with a knee... And Barber's out. Those two, like I said, are a really big key to their whole back line and their link play. Yeah. And Cassiano, you've seen last night when he rolled through a couple of times in his double last week. When he's there, it's just a completely different kettle of fish to start off your set with a bloke who's 138 kilos who has the skills of a little man. Yeah, exactly. It's ridiculous. But uh, you said it better yourself before. 41 sets apiece, but 34 from 41 for the Titans, 29 at 41. 
Uh, the dogs just hurt when they get made to play possession football. They've got to carry it out. Yeah. Uh, they've got errors in them. They drop the ball a, few, a lot coming out of trouble. Yeah. And uh, you know, we saw it. They were dangerous when they were down on the line. They're like you, almost like you, you go down to watch 11 or 12-year-olds and they've got those big kids. When they get near the try line, it's happy days. Everyone's excited and there's plenty of movement. But when you put them in their own half, yeah. lots of one-out carries, uh, you know, trying to get out of there, kick the ball, and you they, did, they did make errors. They made a couple of errors coming out of trouble. Exactly. And at the end of the day, I said it, I was really... Disappointed by Josh Reynolds. He's usually such a power pack and such an energizer. Last night, he stood him behind the ruck a lot. His right-hand edge, if you watch the game, virtually did zilch. And the first time they decided to go at Brad Tekarengi, who's not a center, and I thought could have been caught out all night because you know he's not a bad player, but he's too slow to be a center. Yeah. The first time they go there, Inu burns him. Reynolds gets the ball. They go score a try. Yeah. And they never went back there again. Uh, so he, he just killed me because I thought after the origin, I know he's disappointed. But they played sideline to sideline. They do. They're not laying the platform. And oh. like I said, Cassiano is the biggest reason they started off so well. Mm. I felt sorry for Graham and Tolman. Made a billion tackles again between them. I think 90 tackles between the two of them. Oh, Frank Pritchard played well. Well, he dropped a couple of pills. Yeah, he he I, killed I, me on one or two of them. But yeah, he wasn't too bad. Tony Williams again, though. Mm. He, got, he almost man. got there twice. He's the biggest human in the world. And then the halfback carries three blokes over the line and scores. Yeah. He showed him the way, Hodginson, but they still didn't follow him. Well, I felt bad for him. He's the one I really felt bad for. Yeah, he was probably the best on, uh, he, on the ground. He the almost game. steered the ship solo last night because yeah. Reynolds wasn't too involved. And Innes was pretty caught up in a battle with Bo Floon and the ref. But, uh, you know. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> Bo Floon uh, did his job. Bo he Flume. got him off his game. He was angry, though. I yeah. thought Bo Floon was going to hit him at one point. Good. I he, like he licked him a few times. If you watched the game, there's a fair bit of colourful language. Yeah, I had me sport, had me sports ears on, and I was having a good old chuckle because um, you could clearly hear what Bo Flume was having to say to Ennis. Yeah, so. well, one of them was do your homework, F with after one of the penalties where he almost yeah. scored a try. I was quite enjoying uh, a bit of the lip, but yeah, uh, Titans, like I said, I'm, I'm almost liking this new format. They looked soft a couple of weeks ago. This is almost a tougher approach. They're playing direct. Caesar's been forced to take control. Harrison and Bird have tightened up those two edges, like you said, playing first receiver. And you get someone like back like me. Dave Taylor's been benched. He's looked like he's had a bit more intent. And Ryan James waking up. What about Nate Miles? Yeah, Nate Miles is awesome too. But if this happened a bit earlier, with Taylor and James contributing, and even Douglas, I thought he was poor at the start. All those three guys, if they're brought to this party a bit earlier and put Idris back in with Kelly, yeah, you guys could have been really right around the top four, I think. Mm. And that's I'm not you know people may think I'm reaching a bit far, but they're getting these results now with these couple of blokes that should have been pulling their weight earlier in the year when they had a full sword. Yeah. Gordon you know the other one last night that I was really happy about? Mark Minicello didn't make an error. Mark Minicello. Did he give away a penalty, though? No. I think he did. I don't think he, he got did. away with a rake. He got away with a rake on him. <laughs> Mark Minicello. I, uh, I, said, to, I said to one of the guys sitting next to me, I said, look, there's one certainty, and that'll be that Mark Minicello will either give away a penalty or make an error in the first 20 minutes. If, if, he any, did. if anyone wants to make Brock stay, give him any kind of piece of memorabilia, photo, or anything signed by Mark Minicello. Yeah, he loves Mark Minicello. It's his favourite player. Seriously. But uh, yeah, Caesar was great for them. Gordon, his three tries. He was outstanding. Two of them are real effort tries, too. Well, I think Dave Taylor has actually overtaken Mark Minicello as my most seethed player. Seethed. I just. Good word. Not a fan of him. Yeah. Oh, well. We paint him an absolute mozart to do what? He came on last night, made an error. Just he just leaves the ball on the ground and like puts his hands up and looks at the referee. I'm like, mate, you got to pick the ball up and play it. Yeah, big Davy. Davy, <laughs> sorted out. Yeah, well, at least you had other blokes. Caesar, Christ. Gordon, Mead, uh, Bird, James. I thought they were all probably your best players. Felt sorry for Inu and Hodkinson in particular, and like I said, Graham and Tolman. Those four I thought were the better ones for the Bulldogs. So. Last point, Takarangi. He's not a centre. No, I just said that all night. Why didn't he's they go the right? Josh he's Reynolds, mate, you let me down. But more, also in attack. I just He's not going to beat a player one-on-one. 
No. Um, and his, his best asset in attack is Zilman goes getting there. in the air. Zilman goes there if I'm bringing someone back. If you don't have Idris, Zilman's going there. You'd leave Mead at fullback? Hell yes. Okay. He's too fast not to be there. I yeah. thought Zilman was outstanding when he was. If not, Mead has to play centre. I've winged to you all year that he's not a winger. Mm. He's too good to be sitting on a wing waiting for the ball. Yeah. He's got to get opportunities. But uh, the Titans, Cowboys away this week. This will be a good game, I think. Mm. They're both in a hunt. That's a Queensland derby, so looking forward to that one. And the dog's away to Canberra. Oh, this is my bet of the week, I think. I like uh, Canberra in this one. Wow. Depending on what happens with Campese, with Ferguson, Milford, and going back home, I think they're going to want to make amends for getting 60 put on by the Storm. Well, they almost have to win. They, well, they, they do, because they've got everyone that's in the eight the next few weeks. Yeah. Dogs, Warriors, you know, the, the Sharks, they've got a, a rough run home, so they need to sort things out. But that wraps up the reviews for this week, so now we'll get into the Degenerate Gambler section brought to you by Cenobet.com. If you want to have a bet on the NRL or any sport, get onto Cenobet and fire up. Download the Cenobet app and get into the centre of the action. Or get onto www.cenobet.com and register now. Or call 1-800-013-627 for all your inquiries. Cenobet, fire up. Cenobet.com degenerate gambler section brought to you by Cenobet. Get the Cenobet app on your mobile and fire up. They give us two free bets to give away each week. We obviously do the Friday night and Monday night pick the correct score or closest to. This weekend we had four of them uh, from not getting a couple done the week before because we were fairly busy. They also give us $100 every week to put on for a charity bet. Our charity is the Shepherd Centre, helping giving deaf children a voice. And uh, we got a win up this week, Brock. We did. We had uh, Melbourne Cowboys, so that was a nice little kicker that jumps in. Um, this week we had uh, Sean Chan. He won, um, doesn't have a pin. Um, he wanted to donate his bet um, to us as a cha- an extra charity bet. So um, we said we we're going to have a lash for a couple of weeks now. We've um, we've got two bets this week. We've got a multi, uh, the Raiders with 12.5 start against the Dogs, the Titans with 12.5 start against the Cowboys, into the Sharks to beat the Dragons head-to-head. And then the other one, SBW, Sonny Bill Williams to score a try on Monday night at any time. So... Um, we'll get some decent odds on both of those and hopefully we can get two wins up and that'll push us right up around the uh, $1,000 mark. Yeah, I think after the weekend's bet, we'd be uh, closer to over the $700 mark. Yeah, I we think would it be. Was. Yeah. Yeah. About seven fifty, we'd be sitting around at the moment. So um, only a few more wins to get to our goal of 1000 and uh, it's onwards and upwards from there. But um, we'll hook into some odds. Uh, Friday night, the Brisbane Broncos up at Suncorp take on the Eels. The Broncos, $1.18, Parramatta four eighty five. The line is 13.5 to Parramatta. And I must admit, I don't mind the 13.5 to the Eels. Yeah, well, I know. No they, Hodges. Yeah, well, that still doesn't bother me. They put uh, Gillette out there. He was pretty good. Yeah. Uh, they've still got Jack Reed back if he stays healthy. So as far as what they've got across the park, they've still got, uh, you know, a bloke who's played for Australia in Queensland and then in England international. Yeah. I do think Hodges is their best player by a country mile, but... Uh, they didn't look too phased when he went off. They still scored points, and I think they'll give it to Parrot Suncorp. Okay. Uh, the other Friday night game, South Sydney, two dollars and ten cents. Manly a dollar seventy-five. The line is plus two to the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Well, this one, uh, I, I like Manly. I didn't think it, they'd be, you know, thirty, forty cents better off. I thought it would have been one of those dollar ninety, almost dead even games. But yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know what it is. I, I like Manly, but South, if they do get Inglis and Sutton back, it may be a nice one for South fans that are over $2. Yeah, it's one that I'll steer clear of. Uh, Saturday, the Raiders uh, at home against the Dogs. It's a dollar ninety each or two, no line here. And um, After what I saw last night, and especially with the short turnaround, because they're going to Monday to 3 p.m. on Saturday, 
uh, the Dogs. I think the Raiders are a massive chance, especially with what they showed last Saturday night against the Roosters. Well, I'm pretty much all over the Raiders this week. For me, this is probably the one that I will have a bet on. Yeah. Um, I know I'm probably a little confident, mainly because Ferguson's back and obviously Milford's just been terrorising. And I think a pack of that size, I think they'll really struggle to deal with Milford this week. And yeah. uh, they'll want to get back to winning ways at home. They got done by 60 after going 12 in a row. Yeah. Well, their record there is um, imposing. Uh, the other Saturday afternoon game, 5.30, Cowboys at home, $1.33. The Gold Coast Titans, 3.35 with a nine-and-a-half start. I can't justify that line. Nah. Well, or that price. I'll be having a bet on the Titans at that price. I'll give you the tip. Yeah, well, I like North Queensland, but I still couldn't believe it was that short myself. They're both. It, it was like when I said to you this week, how did the Dragons get, like, 220 against the Bulldogs, yet the Titans were $5.50? Yeah. How do you justify that? Like, it's any, weight of money, mate. It's weight of money, and no any, one backs the Titans. So. Yeah, but they were instantly started off last week at 5.15. Yeah. Ridiculous. They're clear of the Dragons by three or four wins. How do you figure that one out? Yeah, I don't know. You know? Uh, the Dragons, speaking of, Saturday, uh, they're 3.65 at home against the Sharks at $1.28. The line is 10 to the Dragons, and... I don't think that'll be enough to cover the line. I think uh, with Dugan and Marin out, I think Cronulla will, uh, will put a score up. Yeah, here. they're untouchable this week. I think the Dragons, if anyone's willing to go near them, good luck to you, but I couldn't. No. Uh, Sunday, uh, the first first of the Sunday games, the Warriors up against the Panthers. Warriors $1.16, Penrith five twenty five, and they deserve to be five twenty five. the Panthers. They've got a 14 and a half line. Um, based on what I saw last week and... Um, the only saving grace is obviously that the Warriors have slipped out of a little bit of form, but um, you can't, you won't catch me back in Penrith with the line or at that price. No, even with Mansour, Coote and uh, McKendry back, they're all fresh back from injury. It's uh, changed the dynamic to the team. They're struggling. They're hurting. They're a bit down on confidence. Walsh is not too far off done. There's a couple of players there that are getting moved on. So yeah, they're I just running out of gas. The they? Warriors have got plenty more to play for, and pretty much what you've just said. They're, they're, you know, it's a long trip over to New Zealand too, and everybody knows what they're like at home. Right, so another, I think it could be a score. Uh, another good game Sunday afternoon, three p.m. The Knights at home to the Storm. The Knights two seventy-five. Storm at dollar forty-five. The line is six and a half to Newcastle. Well, Newcastle always seem to go well against the Storm. They almost got us there in the year. Uh, I, I tend to lean towards Melbourne for obvious reasons, but if you're willing to have a dabble, this is one that I don't think you get too bad odds, and uh, maybe even the line bet, mm. the line wouldn't be too bad. And I think what's what is the line? Six and a half. Six and a half. I'd probably be looking more around the twelve and a half. If you wanted to put in a multi, twelve and a half, you'd get. They're yeah, pretty good at home. Dollar, dollar sixty. They're pretty good at home, old Newcastle. Alrighty, uh, last game Monday night, the West Tigers eight dollars fifty. The Roosters a dollar seven. The line is twenty and a half to the Tigers, and I, even that I don't think would be enough, especially with SBW back. Yeah, well, no Farrah. Cordon hurts, but look what you get back. You get back possibly the most valuable asset you know that they've uh, purchased this season. Uh, a bit of a slow week this week. I'm pretty sure Trent Robinson will be ripping it up him, and their forwards. There's no way they're going to have a chance to go with the Roosters. I think this is going to be an absolute slaughter up the middle of the park. Okay. Jadbury, Argreaves, and Moa. These kind of blokes, I think this is going to be a big meter eating week for the Roosters. Yeah, definitely. Well, that's us. Well, that's us. So thanks again to Cenobet. Get onto the uh, the App Store, sorry, and grab the Cenobet app on your mobile and fire up. And like I said, the charity bets, uh, hopefully making plenty more dollars for the Shepherd Centre who are giving deaf children a voice. So great work by them, and hopefully we can chuck in a fair bit of money before the end of the season. But uh, yeah, keep your eyes open for the free bets that we do Friday and Monday night. We'll be back to the normal to this weekend just a reminder for anyone that is listening uh, please don't get like rushed or touchy in inboxes five minutes after you've won a bet and try and rush us we both have jobs you know this is not something that 
we get paid to do or it's full time or we get any reward out of. So just be a little bit patient. Uh, we've got to wait for a reply from our contact at Centibet as he has. Well, we send the pins off once a week. So yeah. if you miss the boat, we send the pins off once a week with our charity bets. Um, and it's it's a basically a one uh, a one way or a two way email. We yeah. send one to him, he sends one back, and that's it. And pretty much on the flip side of it, you think his priorities belong to two people who do a podcast for Zilch or you know big companies or other people he deals with. So. Yeah. Not too much we can control there, but uh, yeah, keep your eyes open. Get onto the free. Well, you should just bets. you should shouldn't expect the bet in uh, in the first couple of days. No, it should be it should a week any more than a week. Then yeah, I'd be filthy. Yeah, but it should be within the week. Like I said, a couple of days. If he's not in, let us know if you're one of the winners. But it's out of our control. We're not working for Cenobit. We've just got a contact who uh, this is all set up through. We get into contact with him. If it doesn't come through in a few days, let us know. We'll chase it up, all right? Cool. No worries. But keep your eyes out. Friday, Monday night, closest to okay. the correct score, or the correct score. First one posted if two people pick the correct score gets the win. So thanks again to Cenobit. And uh, now on to Mr. Gossip. Now it's time for your weekly dose of goss from Mr. Gossip. And we welcome back the man himself, the power hour, the guy who rummages through bins, checks emails, skims credit cards. He's involved with these Romanian gangs that are skimming credit cards, Mr. Gossip. Romanian gangs? Wow. Yeah, I don't know if you've been listening to the radio, but Romanian gangs are the ones oh, who have been wow. skimming the credit cards. You've been listening to AM radio, Mate, I get on to everything. I love the radio. <laughs> oh, mate, fair. Then you got people following me around or something. What's going on? Oh, I know you. <laughs> slowly, slowly gathered information over the time. The secrets slowly, are out. Slowly got to know you. <laughs> Well, point the end of the season, lads. Yeah, it's uh, getting to that point in time, isn't it? Someone said yesterday it's only uh, nine weeks away from the grand final or eight, eight weeks or something. So I've got a Bucks party that weekend, so the countdown's on. I'm the pre- Wolf Pack will be out in force. I'm pretty close to my depression state of the year. This is when I you know, start to feel a bit sad. I, I start to build you know, model aeroplanes and I go into the basement <laughs> and I carve arrows and yeah. sharpen the heads for them. Like any little hobbies like that, I go camping. Start watching the A-League. Yep. <laughs> oh, mate, I wouldn't, wouldn't go that far. Uh, we, we put this as explicit, so I may as well say it. If I would rather give myself circumcision with the cheese grater than watch the A League, that's, that's how far I'm willing to go. The A League is yeah. horrible. I'm not going to go into the physical side of that. Well, one. I did, so, you know, cop that iTunes. It's explicit for a reason, champ. Yeah. Gotta love it. What do you got for us this week? Nothing about cheese graters, I bet. <laughs> no, no, I think I'll start off with um, a bit of Eels news now uh, Dragons Matt Pryor he's in advance talks of the Eels as we speak and should have something pen to paper by probably this time next week so look probably a good pick up for the Eels probably better than what they've got at the moment with Matty Pryor but obviously Matty Pryor is the victim of uh, the Josh Dugan signing and, and paying a, you know, a massive massive amount for him so Goes prior. I think Matt Pryor is a victim of Steve Price because under Wayne Bennett, I thought he was a great player. He was a good spade player, a bit like a, a stag, but a lot more mobility. I thought he was really, really good. But under Price, he's just seemed to go absolutely terrible. He's fallen out of the picture. He's the kind of bloke I've been looking at, hoping that uh, Melbourne would do another dollar dozen on something like that. But for Parramatta, I think it's better than some of the players they've got lingering around their bench, that's for sure. Yeah, I'll let it go through the keeper. I, I don't know. I. I I haven't been impressed with him at all since Bennett's left the Dragons, and um, some of that accountability has to fall with Matty Pryor. So, 
but obviously he's got a lot of potential and maybe he needs a, uh, a bit of a change. Um, because he, he also, he's been a victim of coaches who, probably his versatility as well, I guess. Yeah, but that's what I mean. He's been... Been moved from front row to centre. He's, he's been, played, played front row, he's played back row, he's played centre. Um, similar to how Bennett used both Scott. Yeah, so. he, he's that structured kind of play. He was really good with Bennett. Uh, good ball carrier, solid all-round skills, but Price is just... One thing know, under Price I have noticed is he's, he's lacked discipline. Yeah, but Price, um, Price's whole game plan lacks discipline. It's yeah. just completely unstructured by the looks of it. They wing 20 offloads a game, and about 15 of them go backwards anyway. Yeah. It's well, nothing, nothing positive. Put it this way, he's better than a lot of players Parramatta have got. Damn right, that's what I'm getting um, at. It just depends, again, on what price they're paying for him. Mm. He, you wouldn't want to be paying overs for someone like him. No, that's true. And look, I mean, there's a lot of players that have looked good under better over the years and then switch clubs and look shit. So, Matty Price, not the only one, you know? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, still on the Eels, boys, there and talks also with Peter Wallace. Now, Wallace obviously out of favour with the Broncos, and it's no um, big news that he's looking at other clubs. He did have a sniff at the, the Panthers, as I mentioned last week, but they just don't have the money for Peter. Um, but yeah, look, the Eels are keen. Um, and look, Six months ago, they would have paid, you know, anywhere up to five, six hundred thousand for, for Peter Wallace. But you'd be lucky to get past that now. Yeah. I wouldn't even pay half for him. <laughs> I'd, <laughs> give, I'd give him minimum wage and a meat pie. Yeah. The way he's been playing, no offence to him, and I'm not blaming Griffin for this either because ben, um, ben Hunt's come in and played well straight away. So it's got to be saying something about the way Peter Wallace was playing. Yeah. Scott Prince has even looked better with Ben Hunt next to him. Is um, is Peter Wallace that desperate that he's got to go to Parramatta? For a deal? Well, there's, 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 no one on, there's no one else sniffing for him. And they don't want to go to England. His managers, Alan Ganey, said that. So the Penrith and... stuff's obviously gone sour? No yep. money. Yeah, they don't have the money. They'd rather tie up a few loose ends there. So. But they were they were interested a month ago, weren't they? Yeah, but they had money. So where's the money gone that they were interested? Or are they just priorities elsewhere? Yeah, well, when they originally made the offer... Um, the Broncos wouldn't release Wallace. Okay. And now all of a sudden the Broncos have said, you look, son, you can go and talk to other clubs. The Panthers have already signed players since then. Yeah. Well, the one thing going for Wallace, and I read it and Alan Ganey said it, and fair enough, they, they can't force him out of his contract. No, so that's what I said to Louis on the weekend. If like, he has if I was to. Pete Wallace, I don't know whether I'd be... I would. For 350,000 yeah, buckaroonies, I'd be sitting in Q Cup and waiting for something. Yeah, no, to I, I agree. Yeah. Uh, hypothetical. I, if he goes to Parramatta and flops next year... He won't get another deal with yeah, the NRL. He's done. You need to get um, England. So I'd, I'd probably go with Louis, and I'd uh, go back, I'd play Q Cup, kill it. Um, that should be his focus. And then you might have three or four decent offers. Yeah. Um, and that'd piss Brisbane off more. Well, I don't, the only way you'd find me going to Paro if I'm him and I'm on 350, I'm at least looking for 250 minimum if I'm Gainey and I'm Wallace. Mm. And on top of that, he's kind of at that point, isn't he, where his next deal... Uh, he'd, he'd probably have to if he was going to back himself he'd have to sign a short term and then try and get an upgrade I suppose in a year or two but he doesn't really have time if he doesn't want to go to England to make his money yeah. so he's either yeah. got to stick it out for the 350 and try and kill it next year and get a mid-year or play the full year out or yeah he's got to take a slight, slight pay cut hopefully and get a, get an, an upgrade Yeah, but they might need somebody if, depending on what happens with Sandow we've still got no idea what's going on there <laughs> good <laughs> He's up there tapping away with Owen Craig, isn't he? He's still betting on 40-20s every weekend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm glad you said it. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> all right, guys, moving along. Um, Maurice Blair, now the former Panther, now Bobby. Look, he seems to be around forever. I think he made his debut in 2007. Look, Maurice Blair in talks of the Titans. That deal should be done soon. 
think Blair starting next season, he'll be 29. That's sort of uh, getting to the end of his career as a centre. Uh, what do you make of him, boys? Well, I know Brock's not happy. I'm happy for him to stay at Melbourne, but if he wants to go, he can just be another one who falls off the bandwagon, so feel free, Maurice. Well, haven't the Titans learnt? We bought Bo Champion off Melbourne, and he came up, played three games, sat on the sideline, and then left. Well, at least he played for City and was a bit younger. <sighs> like, what, what? you've got Jamal, you've got Dowling. You put Maurice Blair on the Gold Coast, mm. one thing's going to happen. Mm. Schooners. That's what's going to happen. <laughs> he loves a sherbet, Maurice, and I think down in Melbourne... He probably is drinking sherbets, but no one cares because there's no publicity in Melbourne, but um, or no media. Well, he's been anyway. playing good footy in Melbourne. He has been. That's the other absolutely. One, so. But I just I hate how we pay overs for someone who's played good for like half a season. Like if he's if he's been playing like that for three years, yeah, go and buy him. But he's 29. He's played well for you know he hasn't even been in the Melbourne side the whole season. He got in this year on Justin O'Neill's weak defensive efforts at centre, so he put. So him how many games he so. played this year for Melbourne? Oh, about ten. If that, well, yeah, he, he come right. in, come again, in. mate. It'd depend on how much we're paying for him. Yeah, money because we paid yeah. massive overs for Bo Champion. And it was just a stupid decision. You've paid overs for a few players, like yeah, play. Dave Taylor. Like he sits on the sideline last night. Let's not go. Jamal not gonna go on started to play well, but you still haven't got your money's worth so far. No, no way. So yeah, I'd right, say so a depth signing there, boys. Mm. Uh, look, you've, you've probably read in the papers and, and, and heard on the radio and whatnot about the Sonny Bill William deal with the New Zealand rugby. They've offered him a three-year deal. Every news outlet seems to have an opinion on that. But look, I can tell you guys, no one bloody knows. And if anyone thinks that they've got an inside running on this, they're talking out their ass because you know Sonny Bill William and Karen Asa, they keep their cards very, very close to their chest. And I dare say Sonny Bill hasn't even thought about it or hasn't even made a decision. But... One thing that I would like to point is that if the Roosters win the comp this year on a sunny bill, Go on. why on earth would he stay on another year? Exactly. Well, that's we said that. I said that the other yeah, day. We, we agreed on that for sure. <clears throat> if he's got his million or whatever the fuck he got off Pilatus and his brown paper bag, and he comes back to the NRL, wins a comp, he's that kind of bloke. Like I'm not his biggest fan, but if if he achieves that, if he gets the ultimate first up, he's not going to hang around. He's already won a comp. He'll yeah. go back for the Chiefs. He'll go back for the World Cup, and then he'll try and play sevens, and he'll fight more uh, priests and shelf packers, you know, he'll fight people that have, you know, come from the underground. They'll pick someone off the street and give them a steak sandwich and he'll fight them. So he's always going to be chasing something new. So if they win the comp, I can't see him staying, no way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, no. yeah I, and it's a, it's a weird one, mate. Um, on the flip side. Danny Wydler always likes to think he's he's got the inside word because he's chummy with uh, Coda, uh, Coda and, and those guys, but... I've seen at times, you know, him and the Quay Cooper stuff and um, all that click, the mundane. I've seen him write one thing and then write the total opposite the week after in the paper. Right, so, right. Yeah. you know, you're 100% right. I uh, I don't think he'll play next year. I've got to throw it out. I don't, I don't think he'll play next year. Um, I, I think it would be great if he did. But this is another one that falls back on the NRL. The NRL's got to get their act together and, and say, right, one player from each club... The NRL is going to pay one player from each club. You know what? They, they, the NRL should say, this is how much you're worth to us. This is how much we think you're worth. We'll pay you your marquee player allowance or whatever. The NRL pays them, and it's one per team. But money or not, I still don't think... He, he's got that bit in his head where he wants to go do this and that and conquer the world. To me, he's, but, but like, he's we still going to chase We should have Hunt and Falau still playing league. We should, but I still think he's going to go for the World Cup in the sevens. No, and, and I agree. That's the other side. Everything else he's going to get. Yeah. He's, he's after all these little accolades. He's going to rack up yeah. shelves full of things, then he's going to go do water skiing, 
mountain climbing, power lifting, you know, he's going to do everything. And, you know, all, all power to him. If he's got the ability, good on him. But just on that simple fact, I don't think money is going to be enough, especially if they win the comp, to keep in the NRL. He's going to go to the World Cup. No, I think, it was, more, I think it was more, I think it was more, A, because he wanted to honour the handshake agreement, which is an, an honourable thing to do, which... Um, better than the first time. Better than the first time, exactly. Um, and the other one was just to prove that he could still do it. Yeah, and he has. He has. He's, he's been uh, massive for the Roosters. So. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Either way, the decision won't be made until right at the last minute. So don't believe what you read, people out there. Um, right, moving on, guys. The West Tigers CEO, Grant Mayer. Now, he's a bit of a goose. I'll tell you what, he's come out now in the press saying that the Robbie Farrow deal wasn't wasn't legit and uh, a few other media outlets have jumped on that thing that Farrell was going to leave but I'll tell you what boys Farrell will not leave he will stay at the Tigers and um, even if he wasn't happy there what club out there at this time of year could afford him anyway well I had the shits yesterday and I said it at Brock if I'm Farrell because that point exactly where's the money going to come from now everyone's got their books pretty much sorted out the only club that does have money is them for offloading Benji so You'd think even on that circumstance, they'd have to have something there for him, for Christ's sake. Mm. They're an absolute shamble. They're bored, they're stabbing each other because Balmain were in control and now West uh, seem to be in a more dominant position and you've got legends telling them to do one thing and you've got Benji wearing bloody Auckland Blues jerseys and in everyone else's opinion, and I agree with it, he should be fined and absolutely, you know, sent to the, to the toads. It's, like, you can't be wearing a jersey and another product four weeks out from finishing off. So they just need to sort themselves out. The board need to sort their shit out. Need to get Farrah tied up, and I'm just sick of hearing about the toys. It's giving the absolute mm. shit. They're a club imploding, aren't they? Jesus. Um, this time, well, 18 months ago, start of last season, they were unbeatable, weren't they? They, they were going to be the champs, and who's going to beat the Tigers? And like, look at them now. Just shows you that um, you know each day and, and each week in footy is a long time, and um, they've just fallen off the face. Their management, um, they lack leadership. Uh, there just seems to be a lot of infighting there. The, the murmurs coming out, like you've got to think that Potter's on shaky ground. Um, as much as we both think that's just ridiculous, um, I'm not sure. Did you see the article Gus wrote in the paper on the weekend, gossip? I did, yeah, mate. Yeah, I thought it was a cracker. Like I thought he nailed exactly um, the issues at hand and uh, just the level and the the um, just the shit state that the Tigers clubs in. It's yeah, their decision making uh, process is just dog shit at the moment. It looks like they've just yeah. they've loaded the bullets, given the gun to Potter, and he's fired him. And yeah, I remember, I remember Bullfrog Moore from the Bulldogs once said, um, you know, your football clubs is only as good as your front office. Yeah. And you look at you look at the front office of the Eels and the Tigers yep. and how shambles they are. Look where they are on the ladder. Exactly right. Exactly. Yeah. Nailed it. Um, but it's a uh, weird situation. <clears throat> the Benji Marshall one, excuse me, the the jersey thing, that's got to be nailed. Like, you I can't let that I'd go. destroy him. I don't even yeah. know how it's gone a few it's, days. I would have been out the next day. I don't care what they find him. If it's 50 grand or something, I'd just absolutely wrap him. And the NRL should have been all over that too. Yeah. He's not only promoting another product, he's wearing sponsors of a club that he's not even playing for. He's not still under contract before. with the NRL and the Tigers. Yeah. And, oh, but I want to play in the World Cup at the end of the year, eh, bro? Like, yeah. Sort yourself yeah. out. He's a greedy shit, mate. He always has been and always will be. Anyone that still yeah. thinks that the Tigers are doing wrong by him, just smash your head against a brick wall. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. The perception's terrible. It's a dumb, dumb move. Yep. Um, speaking of more dumb moves, boys, Anthony Milford saga. Uh, I know I've mentioned it in the past couple of weeks now. Look, he's threatened now to take 
uh, Canberra to legal action if they don't release him. So this shit's about to get very, very ugly at the end Good. of this season. Yeah, so, well, he's got every right to. Well, I'll put it straight simple. We said it last time, and I'm sick of this again. Like, I've defended him through all the other ones. Fair enough. When shit's hit the fan, they've tried to stick by people, and they've screwed him over and gone off and done well. But they put the claws in with him. Yeah. His dad's ill. He wants to go home. Yeah, they're probably going to look at it and say, oh, but, you know... He, the Broncos are going to get all the whole hard work. That's all well and good. But if you were serious at the start, no offence to the whole health issue or family situation, you wouldn't have put the clause in. Yeah. If you don't want someone like that to leave, don't give a clause. Yeah, exactly. They obviously knew it was an issue prior to signing him. and they, you know, um, they've, they've done now, the work. The so. only reason they give a shit now is because he's killing it. If, you can't tell me if he was still playing under 20s that this wouldn't be an issue. It wouldn't be an issue. It wouldn't be at all. So uh, it's another, another uh, case of... Um, how the player is actually performing on the field, changing or trying to change the details yeah. of the contract to reflect, you know, the impact they're having on your team. It's not well, right. You, you sign the contract um, based on the fact that he may not even make first grade, may not even play first grade. You saw it on the weekend, 110%, that him and Blake Ferguson are the best two players. Yeah. So you didn't want to let Ferguson go, fair enough, you know, and he's one they got from the Sharks. They've done a bit of work with him. All well and good. They've let Dugan go. They've let Carney go. They've both gone off and killed it. This kid, like I said, it's a different circumstance. As long as 110%, that clause was written to, agreed to, and does exist, there's nothing they've got to stand on. Yep. If they put it there, that's their own fault. Plain and simple. Yep. All right, boys, the last one I've got for us this week is uh, Chico, old James Seguiaro. It looks like he's about to sign uh, a new three-year deal with the Panthers to extend there. So, look, that's good news for Chico. I know he loves the club there at Penrith. And look, the Panthers really need it, boys. They, they, they're lacking star power there at Penrith. They've got shit crowds. I know they're not performing all that well on the ground, but um, yeah, wow. I mean, Seguiara, for me, he is the star of the future. And Jesus, if, if I was Gus in the marketing team, I'd really be, I'd be putting him on every bloody post, every membership post for next year because the kid's the star, in my opinion. Mm, no, I agree. Um, and he's got a personality. It's it's been a while since Penrith have had a um, boom boom. Uh, well, <laughs> nah, well you know someone like Ryan Girdler, he was marketable. You know, I know they yep. had uh, I know they had Petro, but he wasn't. Nice. He's not really an outlandish you, you, sort of guy. You've left out the most important man, Gowie Powie. I'm not going to That's Gowie. That's a marketing tool. Gowie Powie. Gowie Powie got all the publicity for they, all the They should reasons. have had every membership packet with yeah. him doing the helicopter. That's yeah, what with his, with his Morton out. He would have brought in females from 40 to 60, 60 and above. Yeah, of course he would have. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I'd, uh, I totally agree with you, mate. Um, and the other thing is is that the hooker's one position where, um, and I, I know a little bit about the, the depth at the club, and hooker's one position where I don't think we're real strong in the 20s. Um, a couple of good young under-18s hookers there and um, a couple in the, in the 16s as well, but it's going to be at least... Four, probably four years at least before they're ready to play grade. Um, so it's not yeah. an area of strength. So it's important that we tie it up. And I think that's probably why they've uh, re-signed Kingston as well. So we've got a bit of depth there. Yeah, for sure. And uh, yeah, it'd be good to see uh, Seguiara next year uh, play a few more minutes. I know that's like you said, they've, they've signed Kingston. But yeah, Seguiara, he's, he's, he's been great this year. Yeah, he's a cracker. So that's everything, the bag champion? That's it, Jim. All right. Well, uh, unfortunately for you, there was only one, one different tip this week. Uh, it was it was the Dragons Broncos game, so we had a pretty light week, but it did go in our favour again. So score up, though. Brock, Brock's on one hundred and four. You're on one hundred and one, and I'm on ninety eight. So I'm back within three, and he's kicked away by three. So with four rounds to go, 
this has worked out pretty well. I, I thought this was all done and dusted, but I'm feeling pretty good now. This, this is going to be a good four weeks, I you think. You think you can win it? I don't think I can win it, but I'm just happy it's worked out well. We're not sitting here saying that someone's leading by 12. Yeah, gossip. So, great times. I told you, it's a Melbourne Cup. <laughs> Melbourne right. Cup. Well, let's get into it. First uh, one, Friday night, the Brisbane Broncos at home to the Parramatta Seal. Uh, Broncos, I don't need to say too much else. Oh, I like the Eels here. Yeah, do it. I like do the, it. I like I the Eels. Put the bullet um, in the gun. No. I'm going to go home, Broncos. Soft. Um, well, bloody hell, Parramatta have won one of their last 11 games, and they're a basket case. But yeah. um, up there, I think Parramatta have got a good record up there as well. Mate. Under Bain Smith, they used to win all the time. Yeah, well, but it's not Bain Smith Bain. anymore. No, it's not. They're a basket case, Parramatta, and I won't back them. <laughs> Well, I'm going to back uh, the Broncos, boys, but I, I'll let you know I did have a little flusher on the yield. They're paying $5 with centre bets, so uh, without Hodges up, up there, I don't think they're going to win easily, the Broncos. No. And uh, we're paying back. He played pretty well last week, so I think it'll be a close one, but I think the Broncos will get them with the home crowd advantage. Well, I'm happy they can fit their 7,000 back rows in their team. That has been an injury, so <laughs> it can fit Gillette and everyone on, on the park for once. I think um, Parramatta with the start, I think they've got 13.5. I don't think that's a bad bet. Mm. Yeah, that's it. I'll have a flutter on them, so. Mm. Well, uh, South is the other Friday night game. They're versus the Seagulls. I'm pretty sure this one's a blue time again. Yeah. So yep. twice in a row. I was uh, fairly keen to get on the Eagles, but now I've looked at it and seen that Sutton and Inglis were named around and missing Samir, but Watmau's out, and he's probably, besides Stewart, you know, they're the two classy forwards they've got in that pack. They've got a lot of scraps this year, man, and they've done a good job, but uh, I'm, I'm going to back South. If those two are back in, I'm not really confident, but uh, I don't know. I just got a feeling that with GI and Sutton back, they'll they'll be a little more in control. Yeah, I'm going to back South. Uh, I think they're better. On a Manly, they've had a soft run. Um, they had a good win against the Warriors, obviously, but I thought the Warriors gifted them plenty of chances and made plenty of errors. So I'm confident, even if those players weren't in, um, I still would have picked South because uh, I thought they put on a good showing against Melbourne, um, who I think are flying at the moment. Yeah, well, confidence is a big thing in any sport, and if you're a Rabbitohs player and you know that these big-name players are coming back into your side, see, the confidence is going to be booming in the place. So they're going to be switched on the, the bunnies, and I think that was a big loss to the sequel, so I think the Rabbitohs will get them quite easily. Uh, Saturday night, the Raiders go back home against the Bulldogs. Uh, you know, Cassiano, Barber, I keep saying it, to me that they're too much important. Uh, for their style of play. Cassiano possibly out for a couple of weeks now with a knee injury. Barber still not going to be back. Uh, the Raiders, Terry Campese was named, so obviously the eye might be all right. And Blake Ferguson last week, him and Anthony Milford and Josh Papali just ran absolute right on the roosters to keep the Raiders in that game. Uh, I'm going the Raiders. I think they're going to rebuild at home this week. I, I, you know, it's, The dogs just let me down. I didn't feel too confident when they got put in their own half if the Raiders take anything out of it kick early, put them there in half, make them carry it out. They make errors coming out of their own end. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like the Raiders. Uh, watching the Bulldogs live last night, they lost Eastwood, they lost Cassiano. Um, they they just really struggled. It would just be whether, whether Canberra are disciplined enough to play a sort of a similar style to what the Titans did. Um, they showed them the way. Uh, you just put Canterbury down their own end and make them ruck it out. and um, They'll find it difficult, especially with all those stars on the sideline. Yeah, I think the Titans did really well to slow the, the play of the ball down uh, against the Bulldogs and their big forwards. And I think the Raiders, their big pack, will do the same thing. I think the Green Machine will be too strong. All right, have a Saturday game. Cowboys go back home. They've got two from two, but this one obviously very important. One of the teams they're trying to hunt down at the bottom of the eight, the Gold Coast Titans, who 
after a very oh, flat period and giving me the shits have all of a sudden got tough once they've moved Harrow into six and Caesars had to take control. They look much better. Mm-hmm. Meet at fullback. But uh, for me, Cowboys, Jonathan Thurston, is trying to pull another Dallium out of the back of the bag. I'm not happy about it because I still think they're going to miss the eight and if he wins it, I think it's an absolute joke. But uh, I'm going to have to get the Cowboys at home. Yeah, this is probably probably the toughest of the round. Um, Cowboys have impressed me. I thought Penrith were pretty poor on the weekend and um, the Cowboys struggled to put them away. But um, there's only one reason I'm going to tip the Cowboys and that's because um, the Titans are backing up from Monday to a Saturday afternoon game. And I think the last few times the Titans have gone up there, we've actually we've dusted the Cowboys. So I think they'll be well aware of that and they'll be up for this. So I'm going the Cowboys in short. Uh, Jesus Christ! No, I, I, this, this is a tough one, boys. For the theatre, I want to go for the Titans. Yeah, yes. I knew you would. <laughs> and, and either way, see, I won't be unhappy if they, if they, if the Titans win. So yeah. that'll be all right. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Well, the other Saturday night game, I don't think we need to say too much about this one. Dragons are at home to the Sharks, but Merrin and Dugan, their heart and soul. It's gone. I know Hodges out of... Oh, not maybe Hodges. I'm thinking bloody last week. The Sharks, they've got Gallon back. Lewis come back last week. They've pretty much got all their important pieces back. Realistically, the only bit missing is probably Tupo off their bench. So they're getting their run home with their million forwards and their lackluster back line. I think the Sharks get the job done pretty easily. Sharks. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, pretty easy. Look, the local Derby's usually close on. Doesn't matter where they're on the table. But, yeah, the Dragons are Dugan. And without Dugan, there's no Dragons. Yeah, well, I'd love to see what happens this week without him and Marin. I think they're going to be very, very bland, but uh, wait and see. Hope maybe they'll toss up something, but we'll have to wait and see. But Sunday, the Warriors go home against the Penny Panthers. Warriors, don't need to say too much. I Warriors. A uh, couple of players back in for the Pennies that are Warriors. readjusting, and the Warriors going home. <laughs> yep, they need to stay in the hunt. This has to be a win. Well, they lose here, they're gone. Yep. <clears throat> Simple as that. They'll win. Yeah, I think the Warriors will win, boy. They owe Penrith one as well, I think. Oh, yeah, they do. After Penrith put 60 past them. Well, hopefully they get a bit of NOS and run wild. <laughs> <laughs> a bit of NOS. A bit of NOS. Uh, the Panthers beat them, beat them already this year. They picked them over in New Zealand last year, but their form was just dreadful. The Panthers, they've got no confidence. Just, yeah, the Warriors will love them. Mm. They try hard, Penrith. I'll give them that. Yep, fair enough. Turn up and try hard. But... Right, the other Sunday fixture, the Newcastle Knights versus the Melbourne Storm. Uh, they almost got the job done last time, and now they're at home. I was almost going to lean their way, but I just, you know, I have to stay with Melbourne. This, yeah. this is their time of year. If they lost, I would not be surprised, though. I really wouldn't. There's Storm. something about the outside backs at Newcastle that always seems to do us trouble, but nah. I'm going to stick with Melbourne. Storm, uh, Newcastle don't have enough points in them. They're boring, and Melbourne will just carve them to pieces. Yeah. Storm, just too professional this time of year. Yep. Uh, yeah, that'll give them. Dollar forty-five. That's stealing money. And the last one of the round, the Tigers. Uh, oh, they're uh, the new Parramatta. Yeah, they are. Them and Parramatta are both just killing my life. This they year. should. They should make them play off for the rest of the year. They should get Parramatta versus Tigers. They, like should, they, should, get a, they should get exemptions to use peptides to see if we can get them Pe- up, up to a PEDs. Get the PEDs. If you're yeah. in the bottom two clubs, you get PEDs the last six rounds. <laughs> see if you can make a bit of a run. run yeah. They play a five-game series. Yep, that's right. Like NBA finals. <laughs> <laughs> just see who gets the spoon. But uh, uh, the Roosters is who the Tigers are playing. Uh, I don't think we need to see too much here. Sonny Bill comes back in. I know Cord is a big loss, but Jesus Christ, you pick up a million-dollar international superstar who boxes, yeah. plays football, cooks, cleans, irons, mountain climbs, bench presses. You, you name it, Sonny Bill does it. Yeah. He'll bloody knit you a jacket or a jumper. 
There's nothing Sonny Bill can't do. Sonny just needs to focus on running hard and tackling, tackling hard. that. <laughs> As old stupid old say. Uh, it's only three years ago that these two teams faced off in a major semi, so the Tigers just have really fallen the past three years. They're um, they, they're a bogey team. Tigers are a bogey team for us. But yeah, jeez. Uh, well, if that every happen, game, as you should, but I don't, I don't know if I want to watch this one. If this one is a bogey, oh. I'm willing to just take one of my legs off from the knee down. I'll take one of my bones. Try being a uh, season ticket holder at Parramatta. Wow. Oh. I'm watching that game on Friday night. It's your own fault. Jeez, is it my fault? You agree to it? No, oh, I agree to it. You got, you got a it choice. Makes my life a lot easier. I'll give you. The you got a choice. Are that cheerleaders any good? Oh, dear. my partner listens to this, so I'm going to let oh. that one go through the keeper. <laughs> um, I'll just give another head cheerleaders. There's a, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of put it this way. There's a lot of eels cheerleaders that are on PEDs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, no. Deary me. Lots of hormones and chicken. Did I say that? <laughs> You're in trouble. Alright, well we're we're on the same patch as last week. There's gonna be no gains besides the Cowboys. Cross, I hope the Titans win. So, I hope the Titans win, yeah. it's gonna add some spice back into the comp. I was hoping for a few lashes this week. Even I should have lashed out a little bit, but I did I, I was expect- a bit reckless, brother. I thought you guys might have left South and the Raiders alone for me, but you you know. Yeah. You've come along. Oh, I was disappointed. I was hoping for two or three different. We're happy for you to drive the bus. Oh. Just don't crash it. I hate starting <laughs> off. I'm, I'm jumping on the order next week. Let's yeah, <laughs> let me go first next yeah, week. Yeah, good. You can go first next week. Yeah, so he's going to all copy 104, 101, and 98. We're all spaced out. Nice Stevens. three, Ooh. four weeks to go. Uh, it's, it's go time. It's yeah. on like Donkey Kong. So we'll have to wait and see what happens. And uh, the other big benefit I'm looking forward to, I'm just bringing it up again, you got a couple of months to prepare yourself for the Christmas party. <laughs> yeah. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Pre- myself. Preparation is uh, about to begin. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> All right, mate. Well, uh, thanks for the inside word, as always, and we'll have a chat to you next week. Thanks, lads. No worries, mate. See you, friend. Way. See you, mate. Bye. Big thanks, as always, to Mr. Gossip, and if you want to get in touch with him on Facebook, head up to the search bar and type in NRL Gossip, or on Twitter, at NRL Gossip. But now... That's uh, the end of the show, so we'll head into the wrap-up. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com.